What is up, wrestling fans? It's time for them boys from 607 Podcast to talk all things pro wrestling and call it right down the middle. That's right, it's time for 607 Podcast presents The Wrestling Show, better known as 607TWS. And we are coming to you live well, for us at least, from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. Of course, I am your host here at 607TWS. I'm also the host of the 3FN Podcast. My name is Rich, and joining me in the co-pilot here, although he's a little ailing right now, a little ill, but he still made it for you, but you better know him as the host of the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, better known as the ODPH. I'm talking about Ken M. 607 Podcast fam, what is happening? What is going on? You can hear my voice, but I still would not miss the show for this. We have a lot to discuss in the land of pro wrestling, so let's do it. He's, he's, he sounds like he's been uh, smoking packs of Paul Malls. That's like an old people cigarette, right? I think. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. I can always try going like the Wolfman Jack. <laughs> talking like this. There you go. Fun fact, though. Mm. Also, Paul Mall is the name of the actor who was the voice of the the navi- or of the ship in the Flight of the Navigator. Really? Yeah, but it was really Pee Wee Herman or Paul Rubens. But he worked under a stage name of Paul Mall in the description. If you don't believe me, go on to uh, Disney Plus and watch Flight of the Navigator. In the credits, Paul Mall is the mm. uh, is the uh, mm. official voice. Yeah, but no, Man, that's wild. No, but it is actually Paul Rubens. If you guys are interested, well, <clears throat> that's enough about fun facts about Paul Rubens, aka P. Wee Herman. And let's talk a little more about wrestling. But before, we got a big show for you. We're only going to do two segments of the show. We're trying to keep it down for Ken Ham's voice. So the second half of the show, the second portion of the show, is going to be the big one. That is going to be where we talk about what happened at WWE's Royalist of Rumbles. We are also going to take that time to also preview NXT. And also, we'll open that segment up with uh, some thoughts mm-hmm. from... Uh, Seth freaking Rollins that uh, made the rounds. Yes. It'll be interesting to give our takes on that as well. Of course, in the first half of the show, we're going to open up talking about the tremendous main event that happened last week on AEW Dynamite before switching over to the Indie Roundup. There's three big shows coming to Fight.TV, more specifically to Fight Plus, but we'll talk about that when we hit the first half of the show. Ken Am, I know you're going to probably want to keep it simple here. Tell the fine folks how to find yourself in the ODPH podcast. Very simple. Swing on over to odphpodcast.com where you can check out a brand new Blogs Count Anywhere. Ooh. Yes, talking about the NWA Power live event taking place on January 31st. Talking about the big impact season pass for Bound for Glory. So if you're interested to go to that event, got some news up there about that. Glory Pro 6th anniversary show is coming up. A lot more. So definitely if you want to find out anything going on there, odphpodcast.com. And of course, if you're trying to get a hold of me and the 3FN Podcast, it is simple. Go to 3FNPodcast.com. All the social media links are there. The Patreon link, the T Public link, friends of the show like the ODPH. There's a link to take you right over to odphpodcast.com as well, as well as the musical directory that features some bands that allow us to use their music so we don't get those dreaded dmcas mm-hmm. and of course uh big shout outs to our friends floodlands whose song ruins is the theme song for 607 tws you hear it in the opening of the show each and every week and of course at the end of the show good big shout out to our friend second suitor yes with this song a one-winged angel that closes out every night for us as well to check out those both of those great bands make sure you support them on spotify youtube music and Bandcamp. and then uh last but certainly not least we have the sponsors of the show who help bring the show to you commercial free 
each and every week. Of course, the two main sponsors of 607 TWS in particular are, of course, our good friends at Dragon Master Games. For all your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. And, of course, our good friends over at Dubby Energy Drink, and they have declared war on big energy. If you would like to join the revolution and check out what Dubby is all about, make sure to go check out their uh, their wonderful uh, beverages, plus shakers and merchandise. It's, it's all great. It's over at Dubby.gg. That's D-U-B-B-Y.gg. And uh, while you're there, if you decide to check out one of the sample packs or one of their many awesome flavors, Make sure when you hit that checkout, put the promo code 3FNPOD. That's right, the number 3FNPOD, and you will get 10% off your order. The best part about it, Ken M, is that if you uh, like what you uh, get at Dubby and you want to reorder, you can use that promo code 3FNPOD every time you order. Every time. So you get 10% mm. off every time. That's their wow. gift to you. And then thank you for supporting us and being the official energy drink of 607TWS and the 3FN podcast. Well... That's going to do it for that portion of it. I do want to apologize a little bit. I'm still not 100% either, so if you hear some coughing, so you got two sick guys, but we're going to make it through this for you, I promise. Mm -hmm. Ken, before our voices go out, let's get this party started because it would be embarrassing if we lose our voices before the end. So I believe you need to check your watch because Bruce Buffer's trying to tell you something. That's right, it's time for the opening contest here on 607TWS this week. And uh, let's kick the opening contest off <clears throat> with talking, of course, we remember Jay Briscoe last week, but there was a match in honor of Jay Briscoe that took place in the main event of AEW's Dynamite this past Wednesday between his brother Mark Briscoe and uh, Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. They, they, The two of them wanted to put a match out there, and uh, I think we definitely need to talk about it because I thought it was amazing. Um, first of all, Jay Lethal, very emotional throughout uh, as I don't blame them. And they went out there and they had a hell of a fucking match. I love the fact that they ended it with the J-Driller to end the match. Mark gets the win. Big showing on the stage. I, I really uh, like the fact, once again, thank you, Tony Khan, for fighting for the fact to have uh, Mark Briscoe on the show. Yes. Uh, after they were so, WBD was so adamant about not. And then the, the announcement that going forward, Mark Briscoe is welcome back anytime. Yeah. So that, that was pretty awesome that Tony Khan got that done and fought for that. So, I do have to say thank you to Tony Khan for that. Also, thank you for giving them the opportunity in the main event to pay homage to Jay Briscoe and the fans. What did you think of the match? And uh, you got anything to add to that? It was an emotional night. The match was excellent. I loved the finish for it. And a perfect way to honor Jay. And the tribute show is online right now on the YouTube channel. There you go. So go to, uh, is it on the Ring of Honor? Or yes, the, it's, the Ring it's of on Honor. the Ring of Honor. So go to Ring of Honor. Uh, so you just search Ring of Honor if you don't know, but I do to believe it's ROH Wrestling on YouTube. And uh, make sure you're subscribed to that channel, by the way, and uh, give it a watch. Or if you have Honor Club, it is also up on Honor Club as well. So And that is ROHWrestling.com, the last that I uh, knew. They, they changed the website a little bit. So you know what? Kudos to Tony Khan and company mm-hmm. and everything. Of course, they they did also put out the uh, they they put the funeral live as well. Yes, so you can check out the actual ceremony. Uh, very beautiful. Some really cool things said. Uh, so check it out once again. Rest easy, Jay Briscoe. Uh, you're definitely missed and loved. Let's uh, switch over 
to, you know, a little brighter news at least. And like I said, we're doing a condensed show between not feeling well and everything. I think this is the right way to go. So let's talk about the Indie Roundup real quick. Of course, brought to you by Fight Plus. I'm going to keep it short and simple. $4.99 a month over at Fight.tv will get you access to a ton of great pro wrestling action from Independence. Also included is boxing, kickboxing, rugby, all sorts of great stuff. But, I mean, obviously, if you're listening to this show, you care about the wrestling. You'll get great wrestling from such uh, independent companies as Game Changer Wrestling, AIW Absolute Intense Wrestling, uh, Glory Pro Wrestling, Wrestling Revolver, Black Label Pro, House of Glory, and more. You will be able to watch their shows live on pay-per-view, and they're live, and also replays. And then a lot of them are adding... They're older stuff onto the uh, onto the onto the service. I know AIW has added some stuff, and they're continuing to do so. Game Changer Wrestling has done the same, and I have heard other ones are doing it as well. So you're going to get a gigantic archive. You get to watch all the replays. You get everything live for one low low price of four ninety nine. Cannot beat that. Go to Fight.tv. Sign up for Fight Plus today. You won't regret it. I promise that much. Absolutely. We got three big shows going down on Fight Plus in the wrestling realm this week, and I say week and not just weekend because one of them is on. Thursday, February 2nd. So on uh, February 2nd, Wrestling Revolver presents A Night at the Moxbury. That's right. Live on Fight Plus from the Cool May Center in Dayton, Ohio. The event will be hosted by John Moxley and Sammy Callahan. And it's got a really, really robust lineup. Are you ready to talk about some Wrestling Revolver, which is one of the best independents, bar none on the world? Yeah, let's do it. So, we have the Speedball Open Invite Scramble. Speedball Mike Bailey has thrown out a Open Scramble Challenge. He's gotten some people to answer, but there's still a mystery opponent. So, Speedball Mike Bailey will take on Gringo Loco, Ooh. Jessica, okay. Fulton, Tyler Matrix, and a TBA. Mm. That's going to be a good match That's right there. Speedball's looking for that smoke, and he, he's got a lot of people taking him up. Can't wait to see Gringo. I love Gringo Loco. Uh, next up, <laughs> Blair Onyx has her work cut out for her because Blair Onyx is going one-on-one with Marina Shafir. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, and better news, <laughs> <laughs> Billy Spark, Starks, Space Jesus herself, will go one-on-one with Allie Catch with the unit in her corner. Oh, boy. So, um, you know what, Billy? You're used to nice Allie Cash and Wrestling yeah, Revolver. She's a, member of the, she's a member of the unit, and that's never a good thing. Next, we have in a pure rules match for the ROH Pure Championship, Wheeler Yuta defending that title against J.T. Dunn of the unit, the leader of the unit. Interesting. I know. Isn't that crazy? Pure rules match in effect. Next up, in a first-time-ever match, Jake Crist will go one-on-one with Evil Uno. Oh, boy. In a trio's dream match with no disqualification. Repeat, Ken. No disqualification. Okay. On one side, you will have the Rascals, Trey Miguel, Zachary Wentz, and Myron Reed. And, uh, boys, you shouldn't have signed that no DQ clause because they're going up against the SGC. (laughs) Mance Warner, the Southern Psychopath Mance Warner, the One Call Manders, and Matthew fucking Justice. It's nice knowing you guys. Yeah, that was that. I don't know if I would have signed up. For no, that. I would not have signed up for that at all. The Revolver tag titles are on the line. Your champions, Dad Scout, are finally going to have to put those belts against the line of the bu- 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 Bullet Club team of Chris Bay and Ace Austin with Gia Miller in their corner. Ooh. 
Next up, the Revolver Remix title is on the line as your champion, Alex Shelley, defends against a former champion, Rich Swan. Okay. And in the main event of the evening for the Wrestling Revolver World Championship, Steve Macklin, your champion, the man who kind of stole that title mm-hmm. at the season finale. Remember, he he won the match and cashed in same night. Right. He's going to defend his make his first title defense against Crash Jackson. So he's going to have his work cut out. Yeah, not an easy task that night. That's going to be two big meaty men slapping me, <laughs> as our good friend uh, Big E would say. Hopefully, we get to see Big E sooner. Than yes. Later. Well, that's not the only show going down on Fight Plus for that four ninety nine. Ken. No, 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 no. We got House of Glory returning on Friday, February the 3rd. This show is at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and they are coming to you from the NYC Arena in Queens, New York. And, of course, uh, they're bringing one hell of a card. Are you ready to talk about this card? Let's do it. We have, in a singles match... Low key, and he's going to get a little bit of revenge on Detective James after interfering in that mm. House of Glory match that he had against Kenta. All right. Next, for the ground, Crown Jewel Championship, your champion, that bastard Charles Mason. Ugh. Um, you know, you know what happens when you're a fugitive. Mm. What do, What do they do when you're a fugitive? They hire a bounty hunter to come collect a bounty. And I think that that's what HOG just did because he will be defending his title against the bounty hunter, Brian Keith. Let's go. I think it might be time for Charles Mason to be done. Yeah. Uh, next up for the Women's Championship, your champion, Violetta, will ta- uh, cha- be challenged by Viva Vaughn. That'll be a great women's tag be a great match. match. Uh, up next, we have in a tag team matchup. It doesn't say it's for the belts, but I would assume it should be for the belts because the... HOG World Tag Team Champions, the main event, are going up against Amazing Red and BXL. Mm. And in the main event of the evening, and mind you, there's more to come still, but that's all that's announced so far. You're for the HOG World's Championship, your champion, the Samoan Werewolf, Jacob Fatu, is going to defend his title against JTG. Take my money now. Once That's again, a hell of a main event. Four ninety nine. You get both those cards on Thursday and Friday. I'm going to tell you what. If you haven't seen any of those people that I just mentioned in action, you need to see them. You should check it out. Absolutely. I definitely say. Once again, if you don't know, we're going to be doing a full on review next week of all of these shows. Just so you know. So make sure you get that fight plus. But wait, Ken, there's more. There it is. Mind you, four ninety nine. I said right. Mm-hmm. Four dollars ninety nine cents. You can't you're going to get three shows this weekend. Hell. GCW returns next weekend with a huge card for the J Cup. Oh, wow. And then they have yeah. another weekend. And of course, at the beginning, in WrestleMania season, you get the whole collective. Yeah. How crazy is that? So, I mean, this is a, the best thing in wrestling. But let's talk about our good friends over at Absolute Intense Wrestling because they're back already. AIW presents Join the Swarm. And that will be coming to you from the Tadmore Shrine Center in Akron, Ohio. And that will be at 7 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday, February 4th. So you don't even have to. Give up any time on any of these. You can watch all of them. Love it. Are you ready to check out what they got going on there? Mind you, there's not a ton of uh, matches announced yet, but there's enough that I can tell you it's a great show. Yeah. And I'm assuming that this is going to be another one for the tag team titles, but it doesn't necessarily say that. So the Bitcoin boys are scheduled, the your eight IEW World Tag Team Champions, scheduled to go up against Balking Season. Mm. I don't know if they're pulling something like, hey, you know, since you didn't beat us the last time, you know, you got to beat us to get a title mm, shot. Yes. They might be doing it. The Bitcoin boys do have the Duke in their corner. So the fact that it does not say it's for the title 
might speak volumes, but it may be for the title. You never know. Right. You never know. Uh, you know what? We got to see at the last show. PB Smooth made his return, and you know what? He had a hard-hitting fight there. He's going to have another hard-hitting one because he's going up against Shaw Mason. Oh, jeez. PB Smooth, Shaw Mason. That's going to be great. Here's a great match for you. The Bone Collector, Dominic Garini. Uh, you know, one half of probably the most decorated tag team in the world. Well, in the United States, I should say, currently, yeah. uh, with him and Kevin Koo. Uh, he is going to get uh, have a big challenge in the singles realm here in AAW because he's going up against the Busta Killer, the prize fighter, the, o, the, the prize city OG himself, Alec Price. Love it. Ah, you know he's going he's gonna to kill a Busta. We'll find yep. out. Uh, you know what? I think their time might have ran out. Maybe this time it's actually going to happen. Remember, PME has been dodging euthanasia. It's on the card for the show. PME versus Josh Prohibition, Matt Cross, Euthanasia. You, they've they've caused the, the people not to make it to the building. Mm. They've thrown other things in their way. Will we finally get to see PME versus Euthanasia? Uh, I mean, I want to, but I'm not putting a lot of faith in this one. You know, there's a student that came out of AIW that we've been very impressed with. Mm-hmm. Big Sam Holloway. He had a great match against PB Smooth at the last show. Very good showing. Came up a little short. Well, they obviously have faith in Big Sam Holloway because he's got one hell of a challenge in front of him. Because remember what we said about two big meaty men slapping meat? Mm-hmm. Sam Holloway goes one-on-one with Isaiah Bronner. Oh, sh- <laughs> oh, oh boy. Now, in a match that I can only assume, mind you, they didn't put the, if their title fights or not, but I'm going to assume and go out on a limb and say this will be for the AIW Intense Championship. You know, their secondary belt, if you will, although I think this belt is a great belt. Because Derek Dillinger's in the match, your AIW Intense Champion. Right. So I'm assuming it's on the line, and it's a four-way match. Obviously, one of our, our pick, and who we'll be rooting for, the Maserati West Barkley. Let's go. But also in this match... The bad boy, Joey Janela. Oh. But if that wasn't enough. That's not it. The fourth competitor in this match, Paul London. What? Paul London versus Joey Janela versus Wes Barkley versus Derek Dillinger for the AIW Intense Championship. This match is going to get out of control, and it's going to be, this could be match of the week. Out of control is an understatement. This is going to fly all over the place. But then we get the big main event, and this is the match that main events are made for. The AIW Absolute Championship is on the line. The big belt. The man that we know is babysit and our good friend, member of the Rip City Shooters, Joshua Bishop, pretty much in his hometown, mm-hmm. is going to have to defend that title against a man who is a former AIW Absolute Champion. He is a man that danced atop the Odeon during a jailet not that long ago. He is a man who has held the NJPW Strong Championship. As a matter of fact, he was your first NJPW Strong Champion. He is a man who is a UFC fighter, or former UFC fighter, technically. He is a man known to the world as Filthy Tom Lawler. Oh, this is going to be great. Joshua Bishop, Tom Lawler in the main event for the AIW Absolute Championship. Mind you, that is that is a fucking main event. That is an absolute main event. That no is pun a intended. main event on any card, period. Of course, we always root 
for for our boy Joshua Bishop. Yeah, however, but, yeah, I'm a big Filthy Tom guy. I know. Can Filthy Tom get it done? I don't know. I feel like I'm going to be uh, there. So if you want to check out AIW Join the Swarm on Saturday, February 4th at 7:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or if you would like to check out, uh, you know, the HOG The Beginning, their first show of the new year. If you would like to check that out at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Friday, February 3rd. Or if you would like to check out at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday, February 2nd, Wrestling Revolvers, A Night at the Moxbury, brought to you by Mox and Callahan for yeah. the Switchblade Conspiracy. Then... There's only one place to find all of those for one low, low price of $4.99. That's right, Fight Plus, fight.tv. Get on board today. This is one of those weeks where it's a good time to join. It's an absolutely great time to join. Solid wrestling cards all week. Then that's just the live events. We're not talking about the back libraries. If you want to get into some great indie wrestling, this is where you need to go. I know we're sounding like we're shilling a commercial here, but we're just actually shilling the wrestling action because we are going to break those down and review them for you next week in the Indie Roundup. We'll also be talking Mm -hmm. about Game Changer Wrestling slash JCW's J-Cup, which has got a huge field coming up, and we're going to talk about that next week and preview that and so much more. So make sure you keep tuning in that Indie Roundup, and uh, you know what? Give it a chance. If If you're finding yourself lackluster with things or if you just can't get enough of wrestling action like myself and Ken, it's a great, great, great benefit. That's going to take us to the break. We're going to take the one and only break of this show. When we come back, we've got the big second half of this show. It's gigantic. It's going to take up most of the time because we are going to talk about World Wrestling Entertainment. Most importantly, we are going to break down and review the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, we got some Seth Rollins to talk about. Yep. Yeah, that's right, baby. We're going to talk about it. We ain't shying away from nothing around here. And then we're also going to uh, preview the NXT pay-per-view. Or, sorry, premium live event. BLE. I got to get, I gotta get yeah, used to saying that. It's always going to be a pay-per-view. That's right, damn it. Uh, that's coming down this upcoming Saturday as well. All of that and more after this break. second half of this week's edition of 607 TWS and of course if you listen to that music the real ones know what that is and it can only mean one thing it can only mean the Royal Rumble the official start to the road to Wrestlemania 
doesn't get any better than that, Ken M. No, it does not. That's a legendary theme. That's a movie soundtrack. Oh, absolutely. I, I can't agree with you more. One of the greatest things that you will ever hear in life. If you're not, if you didn't watch, uh, you know, WWF back in the late 80s, early 90s, that's the original. Well, that's the real Royal Rumble yep. theme. When they were on pay-per-view, not P-L-E. Right. Uh, mm. You know, which I kind of get, get better at doing the P-L-E. No, we're just going to call it pay-per-view for now on. I, 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 don't even, I don't even feel like arguing with it. Call it pay-per-view. Call it what it is. Call it what you want to call it. I'm an alcoholic. Oh, no, I'm not. No, Jesus. No, no, no. Uh, but you know what? We're going to kick off, and we're not going to start off by talking about the Royal Rumble. No, 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 no. Because there was something that happened gigantically newsworthy. Yes. Literally the morning of the Rumble. This was amazing. Well, as you know, WWE, the Royal Rumble, is the official start to the road to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on that road to WrestleMania, you know, you have to announce certain things. And now that the WWE game now comes out in the uh, round WrestleMania season instead of in November. Right. This is around the time they also start announcing the game. So 2K23 was announced. We know we got the first trailer. John Cena is on the cover. Right. So there was a lot of media and stuff going around. 2K23, a lot of superstars doing a lot of media. Nick Houseman. Uh, got to uh, interview Seth Rollins. And this has made some of the runs. And if you haven't heard it yet, we're going to play the audio for you. But Nick Houseman is basically asking Seth Rollins about CM Punk. Let's turn to the video. Uh, well, you guys won't see the video, but you'll hear the audio and hear what went down. It's Roots. We don't know what's going on with CM Punk, but you guys have had some barn burners in WWE. Would you like to see Phil Brooks uh, back in WWE? Oh, Philly Phil, stay away. Stay away, you cancer. Get away from me forever. Wow. Yeah, no, I don't like Phil. I don't like Phil. He's a jerk. Oh, did we just figure that out? Did we just figure that out? No, everybody in the room like is like, oh no, dude, did he say that? Yeah, no, he's a jerk. Come on, we figured it out over there. We knew it over here. I don't want him back. Go do something else. Bye bye, bye bye. See you later. Bye bye, bye bye. See you later. Uh, I just want to point out, Seth Rollins looks like Rob Zombie. Yes, in he does. Picture with his cowboy. Mm. This was, this was an amazing outfit. Uh, the drip god yes. on a whole nother level. Let's talk about his statement, though, Ken M. Mm-hmm. Uh, first things first, there's a lot of people mm. speculating. Yeah. And there's a lot of people out there mm. that were wondering, hey, was that real? Was that a work? Was that a shoot? Uh, I'm going to here to tell you, 100% shoot. Yeah, that was a shoot. Uh, <laughs> uh, Seth Rollins has never made any qualms that he does not like CM Punk. They did spend some time together in the indies when he was Tyler Black. Does not like CM Punk. He also got to see CM Punk when he moved to the main roster of yep. WWE. It's it's he doesn't like CM Punk, so I feel like I I don't feel like I know that's all real. It, was it a little far? I don't think so, but I think it was perfect in telling what the locker room in WWE feels about possibly having a return to CM Punk, and I guess that is no, mm-hmm. absolutely not. Ken M, your thoughts on what Seth Rollins said and what that means? I thought what he said was absolutely true, and I think that's his feelings, and we've known this for <clears throat> quite some time. He does not like him, and to get the temp in the room. Love it or hate it, Punk is a very polarizing character. You you are either for him and you think he's the greatest superstar of all time, or you kind of see through some st- stuff and you have your own interpretation. So Rollins has worked with him many times. I think this is probably as real as it gets, and I think this is a very, very big statement to make, putting a little more pressure on AEW of what you're going to do now with him. 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, once again, those rumors were out there, and we mm. said that the locker room was not going to want you know CM Punk mm. back. Right. I think Seth Rollins is one of those locker room leaders, if you will. Definitely just put an emphatic stamp on it, and only the way Seth Rollins can. Yes. I love how he's just like he's a cancer, but I don't. I don't like him. I don't like Phil. I don't like him at all. And then he was like, I love how he's like, he's like, stay away. He's like, oh, now there's people looking at me because they're here and I can't believe what I'm saying. What, we didn't know he was a jerk? You know, I love it. He's like, they they found out over there. We knew that over here. Yeah. You know, stay away. It, I love it. I it, love it. It was everything that needed to be said. And I think for anybody that was hoping he would make a triumphant return at the Rumble, I think that killed that idea. I, I don't think he was in the champ. There, he's still under AEW contract. There, there, was, there was like some rumors going around, but then again, it's rumors. And I want to point this out. T- Tony Khan, as I said, one of the smartest things he's done in recent memories, not letting him out of his yeah, contract. Yeah, I agreed. You know, even if he never comes back, let that motherfucker sit it out. I mean, I understand certain people love him. I understand, you know, there's people go for a bat. If that's you, that's fine. But it, let's be honest. His track record speaks for itself. I agree. At yeah. one point in juncture, I will say this, you know, he, he, was he to blame completely for what happened in WWE? No, there's there's wrongs on both sides. But there's a right way and a wrong way to handle things. Mm-hmm. And he definitely didn't handle them right either. Once again, right way and wrong way to handle things, WWE didn't handle, handle it right. Fast forward to AEW. You know, the guy, and I, I saw somebody spliced it together. I saw a guy that put out there, you know, CM Punk had said when he first came in, I can't, you know, there's this young, this roster full of young talent. I can't, you know, and I'm sitting at home. I need to be there. I need to be there and putting over that young talent. And then fast forward to that media scrum where he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm hurt. I'm tired. And I have to deal with children. children. And it's like, so when did it become these young, talented guys mm-hmm. that you couldn't wait to work with and put over to I'm working with children. Yeah. And it's just a lot of a lot of that. Of course, you know, there was also the statement that I always like to pony out occasionally where he was like, you know, even if you don't like the person or don't agree with the person in your company, you need to stand behind them because, you know, solidarity, you can't beat us all. And he said that in response to Sasha Banks walking out. Fast forward, and what did he do at that scrum? I, I would say that scrum was far worse than Sasha Banks walking out. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we're still feeling the repercussions of that for today. <clears throat> yeah. Today. Mm-hmm. So if you say what you want about him, if you could be a fan, I know that Ken M is a huge CM Punk fan. And even from his aspect, if it walks like a duck yeah. and it quacks like a duck, it's a fucking duck. And, you know, hey, yeah, was him and WWE wrong in that first thing? Yeah, but you hear the stories that came out of there, not just him leaving, mm-hmm. but the stories from the back, from the, you know, Jericho and, and Cody Rhodes well before the scrum. Right. Because there's that old audio from Cody Rhodes on Chris Jericho's podcast where they're telling the story of, you know, and it was revealed it at CM Punk of talking, telling guy thought he was the locker room leader, telling guys to clean up the thing and Booker T tell him go fuck it, shut up and sit down. And then yep. Booker T dumping mm. every garbage can in the room before he left. So that way CM Punk had to clean it. So like, it's one of those situations where, you know, you didn't rub guys the right way. Right. So and, you can't defend that. And those mm. stories are out there all over the place. So once again, is he worth the headache? I don't know. Ask Tony Khan. Yeah, I think I think it's pretty self-explanatory at this stage. I think you're. I think it's absolutely self-explanatory. Mm. But let's talk about happier stuff. I just I just love that just because Seth Rollins. Yeah, it was amazing. Dude, Seth Rollins is a fucking character in real life. He's <laughs> yeah. a character. I love that guy. Let's now get to the nitty gritty. Let's talk about the what we came here. Let's talk about starting the road to WrestleMania. It went down this past Saturday in San Antonio, Texas. At the Alamo Dome. This is not the first time they've been at the Alamo Dome. It's multiple times. However, 
They got some big reactions. We'll talk about that at the end when we talk about a little bit about the press conference, if you will. Uh, let's talk about the event itself. Let's say this. It opened up with some new music, and we got the return of Pat McAfee. Yes. Amazing reveal. I don't want to overshadow mm. that when people were talking about surprises and returns, how do you not forget the fucking one of the voices of WWE returns? And I think that that made, in my opinion, I thought that the commentary was way better with Pat McAfee. Him and Cole just mesh. <clears throat> Excuse me, way better than him and Graves does. Well, even even Graves meshes in. Yeah, I like I like the I like the dichotomy between McAfee and Graves. Graves shitting on him, and it goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I like that little bit because it gives it interesting. Yeah, but both guys bring something good to the table. You know, Pat McAfee brings that fan perspective and that excitement to the table. And Corey Graves, honestly, is a really good analyst. Yeah, he's. And really I fit. think that you also get mm. a strong suit for Corey Graves when you have McAfee there. When he when he's there, I mean, he's technically the color commentary guy with he's with Cole but he's still breaking down analysis yeah which is fine but when you have when you have McAfee there you have a color commentator on the face side and you have a color commentator on the heel side and it sounds really good and and you still get the analysis you still get Corey Graves giving the facts you still get Michael Cole giving most of the facts because that's his job and then you have Pat McAfee kind of translating it to the fans I think it was a I don't like too many three-man teams. I think that three-man team works. No, that one did. That one absolutely did. The only thing that threw me off is I thought McAfee was number one. I thought he was going to be in the Rumble, too. And I guess he said on his show, because we're recording this on Monday, he said that he was offered a spot in the Rumble. And he said he just wanted to He just wanted to get back behind the table. Interesting. He was like, yeah, he'd love to wrestle in it, but he's like, I've been gone. I just, I was, I, I missed Michael Cole. I missed fucking talking to the WWE Universe. This is what I wanted to do. And I, I, I Hey, listen, he loves wrestling. I know We know that. Yeah. But mm. I think he loves talking, and I think that he knows the fans love him there, too. The oh. fans love him no matter what. Oh, absolutely. You know, go back a couple of years when Pat McAfee first got involved, and I was shitting all over Pat McAfee. He won me over somehow. Mm. Over the last couple of years, I, I'm a big fucking Pat McAfee cheerleader. Uh, dude, dude's phenomenal. Let's talk about the opening contest, which, surprise, surprise to a lot of people was the 30-man Royal Rumble match for a shot at the World Championship at WrestleMania 39 out there at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, California. Of course, of course, we didn't think the Benz uh, was going to open the show. And there was a lot of speculation, a lot of rumor. We're going to break that down in a second uh, about who was going to be in this match. And I heard I heard a lot of fans who didn't like this match. There was a lot, you know. There's, there's some things going on in the internet, folks. Let me just throw it out there because this is going to be a theme of the evening. I get Reddit, I get real criticism, and, I, and there's a, there's this acknowledgement out there from some people like, oh, you can't be a fan of something and people not call you out. No, no, no. If you're a fan of it and you didn't like it, that's fine. That's yeah, one thing. That's mm-hmm. an honest opinion. Yes. That's an honest opinion. You don't have to like everything. But mm. when you also mix in people who are just mm. throwing cringe shit out there and throwing shit at the wall yeah i don't i don't get that and with the majority of the voices in wrestling saying this was a tremendous royal rumble match and i that's my thoughts too we'll get to it in a second but i'm i was for once i wasn't in the minority or you weren't in the minority or you know it's not like that dave Meltzer said it was one of the greatest royal rumble matches he's ever mm-hmm. seen sean ross Sapp said it was one of the you know and i'm not saying that their their opinions are valued more than others i'm just saying when you have people who don't normally agree especially us we don't normally agree with them all not right, all the time right that means there's something to it. You know what I mean? That means there's, you know, where there's gas, there's fire. I do understand one of the complaints, and I want to go with it right up front because I have the list of entrants. We're not going to go through everybody, but we have the list of entrants in the Rumble. There was two trains of thought that I did hear that were valid, and I wanted to address those in the front. Uh, the first one and the biggest one that you kept hearing was there wasn't enough surprises. And there wasn't. Uh, but you know what? 
this is what I want to say to wrestling fans. When did we become so fucking spoiled that surprises equals good? Yeah. Why is that the judgment of, of whether a match mm. is good or not? And, it, and, and this, I'm going to say this, and this is defending, and this isn't going to just defend WWE, Ken M. This has kind of got me to the point I'm defending Tony Khan and AEW and everybody else. And you're going to hear me mention AEW just because of this. It's not comparing and contrasting. But WWE owes nothing to the fans unless they promise it. Right. They promised you Cody Rhodes, you got Cody Rhodes. And we'll talk about that more in a minute, obviously. Because obviously we have to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, they didn't promise anybody else. So if there's no surprises or there's a lack of surprises or you don't like the surprises, that's fine. And that's a valid not liking. Okay. However, my point to you is this. If they don't promise you something, why do you think you, you it's a necessity? And why does it go against them? Perfect example. Let's do it back a few weeks ago. This is why AEW gets brought up. Tony Khan didn't promise anybody Mercedes money. Mm-hmm. He didn't promise anybody. They might have alluded to it. They might have teased it. But that's what a good company does. Right. But did, mm-hmm. did Tony Khan ever say, hey, we got her signed. She's going to be the partner for Soraya. No. Absolutely not. So the fact that fans shit all over AEW and Tony Khan for not delivering, what didn't they deliver? They didn't promise. You only don't deliver if you promise. When they did the CM Punk thing, which they didn't say CM Punk was there. Right, but they but they gave you all the hits. Yeah. They booked Different the United. Story, but they yeah. booked the United Center. They called it the first dance. <clears throat> we knew what was happening. Right, and on purpose. It was the worst kept secret in quotations on purpose. Right, because right? they want to make sure you tuned in. Right, 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 right. So with that, that would have been different. If CM Punk doesn't come, then crucify them because they promised pretty much. Right, that was there. But it's it's not the same with Mercedes money. So when people were complaining about that, I didn't get that. And that goes for the women's match. Although the women's match had more surprises. Uh, we'll talk about that later, obviously, because we go down the card. The other thing, criticism that I kept seeing that kept popping up that I, I found kind of kind of weird in a way was the Cody Rhodes placement in the match. Yeah, a lot of people are chirping about that. And he came in at number 30. And I'm going to credit my buddy George that I go up to visit, that I watch pro wrestling with. Uh, and the, we always watch the Rumble together. Mm. I'm going to credit with him because he kind of brought it up, and I think this is exactly the reason. One of the hottest things going on right now is Sami Zayn and the bloodline and what's going on with that. And we'll talk about that later. Obviously, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to expand on it now when we're talking about it later. However, here's the thing. With knowing what happened when Daniel Bryan, and I don't think that Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn are on the same wavelength. And I'll explain that later. Mm -hmm. I'll explain exactly the breakdown after we talk about the main event. But... I after that incident where Rey Mysterio got booed, I think WWE, Triple H in particular, who's in charge of this, went, well, we've told everybody Cody's going to be in on purpose because now he can be number 30. And at number 30, when Sami Zayn, who's not in the match, doesn't come in the match, wasn't booked for the match, wasn't advertised for said match. He was just booked in there by fans themselves. Once again, mm-hmm. going into the fact that nobody promised anybody. Right. Now, and they did the great storyline job at the beginning of the show with Roman Reigns saying, um, you're going to stay on my hip tonight. Mm, right. Which means you can't be in the Rumble if you're staying on uh, the no, Tribal Chiefs chief You're going to be with the, the entire night. You're not, you're not in the match. Yeah. Right. So they did a good job of explaining that. But doubling it down, there was no way, and this is, speaks to the volume that they knew what they, had, what they have in Cody Rhodes, there was no way that crowd was booing Cody. Oh, absolutely. Also, number 30 makes sense because unless he was going to be one mm, or two, right. he doesn't get his full entrance. He got a great entrance because he could take a little more time because you're not worried about the next guy coming out. And we, during the match, I'll say this right now, I thought that it wasn't really 90 seconds. 
but it was because the entrance way was so fucking long mm-hmm. that by the time people got in the ring it seemed like 30 seconds later somebody else was coming out but that's because it took them so long to get to the ring yeah, that, so if Cody would have done that full entrance the next person would have came out if he did it anywhere right. else so I think that that's another reason because why would you kill that that five, five, five? and he can't be one or two and here's why we're not. He, nobody was sure about his his arm injury. Right, you're not sure what kind of condition he's in. It's easier to call an audible at him at number thirty than right. it is at him at one. And he gets injured during the match. Mm-hmm. So I think that was very smart booking all the way across the board. Your thoughts on what I just said incomplete before we go on? Because I'm not going to address mm-hmm. most of this again in the show. I no, wanna... I mean that's the whole thing. I think everybody's expectations because it's Triple H's first one as creative with the Rumble. They're they're expecting expectations were never going to get hit. But we just had to be accepting of what we had in the Rumble because you never know what's going to happen there. And the fact that the narrative that we should be talking about, and I know we have in our chats, has been Gunther's performance and Cody Rhodes. Because for Cody coming back from such a crazy injury and looking as sharp as he did. Now, granted, it's number 30, but it's also the smart play because you don't know until he's in the ring what he's going to be really in ring shape for. So that said... It worked perfectly. It told a great story. There's only a, a few minor miscues, but you had star-making performances for Gunther, who I think benefited more than Cody, to be honest with you. And I think the return from Logan Paul definitely was the big surprise. And the moment him and Ricochet did their spot, absolutely amazing moment. Oh, absolutely. Well, just go through the list. First of all, like I said, let's start there. Let's even before, you know, obviously, let's say it, uh, the winner of the, the Royal Rumble was Cody Rhodes. One hour, 11 minutes, 42 seconds for the Rumble. The other judgment we got in there is that Rey Mysterio didn't come out, so it wasn't 29 other men. It was only 28. But that was mm. storyline purposes. We'll get to that in a second. I think that that's unfair because in the Rumble before, they've had non-entrance right. for the same reason. As a matter of fact, there was a Rumble, I do believe it was 92 or 93 where they were, not 92, 93 or 94, sorry, where there, was, Macho like, Man. Where there was like, well, no, there was one where there was three or four guys that missed. Literally. And the only way they made an excuse for it was Bastion Booger said he had indigestion. And that wasn't real. It was just um, whatever. But there's been many guys that met. Randy Savage has missed in the past. Yeah, for there was something. Because they explained that if you don't come out by the time the other entrance music hits. You forfeit your spot. Right. But so there's that. So now with that out of the way. because And by the way, let's uh, get it out of the way. Dominic Mysterio taking Rey Mysterio out. That was the whole thing because he came out with his dad's mask on. Yeah. And then he tried to rip it apart. He can't even rip a mask. He can't wrestle. Uh, he can't rip a mask. He can't cut a promo. Is it time to get rid of Dominic Mysterio? Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm not going to talk about anything else he did in this match because fucking fuck that kid. Like, honestly, I, I, I can't deal with it. Like, I don't know why we're, we're continuing on this experiment. I would say send him back to NXT, but I think it's too late for that. Just cut and go. Cut and go. Who cares? At this stage, I think you have to. Yeah, just give his number. To, give TK his number. Tell him he's great. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you need to do, let's just get rid of the kid. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm on that level. So anyways, we had a great performance at Gunther. We had a great performance by Sheamus. Uh, Gunther setting the record for the Royal Rumble, by the way. Gunther Mm -hmm. was your number one entrant. He went one hour, 11 minutes and 42 seconds. He was the last person eliminated. So he is now the new record holder for the longest time in a single Royal Rumble. Beat the previous record by 10 minutes. So good job for Gunther. (laughs) That's what we should be talking about. Excuse me for the cough. That's what we should be talking about, though, is that Triple H, instead of giving you surprises, which we got a couple. We'll talk about them in a second. He gave you a star-making performance. He gave you a Royal Rumble moment that I believe the the reaction from the fans and I believe that the reaction from the media and everybody involved is making Gunther a star 
in World Wrestling Entertainment. And he's a guy that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about a little later. I think he's going to have a title shot probably around SummerSlam. I think he's going to have a feud with the person who I assume will be champion around that time because of the performance in this match. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt. There's two guys I can see him wrestling later at SummerSlam. One is Cody. The other is Brock Lesnar. Well, yeah, we mm. got to see a great moment with Brock Lesnar facing off against Gunther. Right. Of course, mm. we got to we got we got what we thought. Well, mm. it wasn't the way I called it or would have done it, but we did at the end of the day get that moment between Lashley and Lesnar. Lashley eliminates Lesnar. Lesnar goes ape shit. We're setting up for Lesnar Lashley at Mania. Perfect. That's the big that's the big meaty men fight forever. Right. And I'm I'm with it. But we also got a little taste. Now we can get Gunther versus Brock at some time because it looks like that fans liked it. I like that setting up for that. Logan Paul, one of your uh, guest interests, back from injury. I know people don't like Logan Paul, but let's be honest. And you might not like him personally, and that's fine. It is what it is. I can't change anybody's mind. Let's be honest. What he does in that ring is pretty damn good for somebody mm-hmm. who only uh, came into wrestling not that long ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had the, I think he had the biggest Royal, moment, Royal Rumble moment, sorry, with Ricochet yeah. with that springboard double clothesline. Uh, phenomenal to watch. I've, you know, and I, I get it. People will be like, well, it's happened before. That's fine. Everything in wrestling's happened before. But on this stage where it happened, I thought that was great. I thought Logan Paul did a good job. Logan Paul eliminated Seth Rollins from the match. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming we're going to get Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul at WrestleMania. Thoughts? The only way that doesn't happen, and we'll find out tomorrow as we record, there is a rumor going around the UFC has an announcement with Logan Paul. So if he's going to be fighting in the UFC, that's uh, going to be waiting a while. But I do agree with you. I think Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins is the match you make at Mania. Of course, our other big surprise, Booker T from the great state yeah. of Texas. It makes sense. He's it makes Texas. sense, though. It made sense. They're, they're running out of guys right. from Texas that they can. I mean, JBL wasn't going to be in it because he's doing the stuff with Baron Corbin. Right. Undertaker's retired. You know, they could, you know, and a lot of the guys from Texas, they're, they're done. You know, Shawn Michaels is retired, you know. Right. That would have so, been something crazy, though, if he showed up. Booker. Booker got it. I liked it. That's okay. That's all it was for is the home crowd. Right. Guys. Right. Other than that, it was a good Rumble match. I thought mm. everything went well. Let's talk about the winner now, Cody Rhodes. Comes in at number 30, has a tremendous uh, end to the Rumble, about a 10-minute match, really, at the end of the Rumble with mm-hmm. Gunther. Yep. So it wasn't just like, hey, the fresh guy throws out the uh, the guy who's been in there since number one. They had a 10-minute match where Gunther was had his number. Like, the, 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 the chops on Cody's chest made it look like when he tore that peck. It was it was bad. Yeah, no, it looked awful. And there was times I thought Gunther was going to win this damn thing. Mm-hmm. But Cody Rhodes takes his spot as the winner of the rum as the winner of the rumble and he punched his ticket to WrestleMania. We'll talk about what he said in the press conference after when we talk about the press conference. How'd you feel about, you know, it was everybody knew it was going to happen. But the, the the crowd pop and the excitement that we saw on the internet uh, Ricky Starks, by the way, backstage with him at the Rumble. Yeah, that was that was a little yeah. interesting. We got pictures of that. I love I love um, Ricky. Ricky Starks had the greatest tweet response of all. When did they bring GTV back? Yeah, and for the everybody who remembers back in the day, that when was GTV a, that was, was that was that was really cool. The Ricky Starks said that, but uh, that was cool. You know, he had the support of everybody on the internet. All you know, I and I we just kept seeing the same thing. Finish the story. Finish the story. This was the story. We knew it was going to be the story. I still think this is one of the best stories you're going to see in wrestling as far as a side story. We'll talk about after the main event where I think all this plays in because there's a big piece there. Obviously, people want to know. But Cody Rhodes winning. What's your thoughts? Absolutely love the ending. They set it up perfectly to run it back with Gunther, and I think that's smart. And this is the storybook tale that they've been telling since he came back home. So 
No real shock here, but I'm excited to see it play out. Absolutely great Rumble match. Mm. Tremendous mm. win, and we now know Cody Rose will be headlining one night, probably the night two, of WrestleMania mm-hmm. for the Undisputed WWE Universal Championship, or, you know, if the bus gets split up before then, but I don't think they will. I think it's going to be for all the marbles. We'll talk about that later, though, because that comes in play in the main event. Next up, second match on the card was the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match that we didn't know nothing about uh, between uh, Bray Wyatt and L.A. Knight. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm going to throw this out there. Five minutes and five seconds. It was a short match. Uh, very gimmicky. We didn't know what to expect. The black light was different and interesting. Mm-hmm. I will say, I, I, you know what? It wasn't a great wrestling match, but it was entertaining. And I thought it was different. And I can understand why the audience at home wasn't a, or not home sorry the audience live wasn't a fan because they didn't get to see what we got to see on the right, tv with right, close-ups right. unless you were watching on the screens there but <clears> i don't know how me. good those screens are compared to me and you sitting in our living right. room but when the lights go out the black lights come on once again the, the ring ropes look great la Knights trunks look good in it like they did everything to set up for it we get the little wyatt signs everywhere yeah. that you couldn't see before the mountain dew sign that's in the middle of the ring that we didn't see before because the black light hits it yeah. and then you end <coughs> up me. with uh you end up with Bray Wyatt revealing this amazing paint yeah. job that looked like he was being infected with the fiend eyes in, which I kind of saw him on his way to the ring. I was like, does he have the contacts in? But he did a good job of trying to keep away from that on his way to the ring. But when after it did, he had the contacts in, I thought it was a cool concept. Was it executed 100% perfectly? No, but I thought it was a cool concept. And I put it up there with other gimmick matches that we've found very entertaining, i.e. the Mimosa match that went mm-hmm. down not that yep. long ago. Uh, you know what? Are they great wrestling matches? No, but no, I, I found this entertaining and did what it needed to do. Exactly. The thing with Bray is he's on that level. He does not need to do traditional matches. And if he comes up with a really unique concept, and that's the easiest way to describe this match, he made it work for what it was. It was entertaining. It was to further the storyline with his character. And they did it perfectly. L.A. Knight was the perfect dance partner for this. And listen, nobody got buried here because L.A. Knight throughout this feud has gotten more airtime and oh more screen God, time. I, yeah. think, I think he's going to get more opportunities just from being in, involved in this. Not because of the match, but because of the fact that people know that he can he can get handed the ball and run with it. Um, the the uh, Uncle Howdy uh, spot at the end that was kind of, uh, I should say botched. They did it for safety reasons, but I wish they would have cut the camera differently. But still was a cool visual at the end of the day with the flames and everything. And then the Firefly Funhouse puppets up in the stand as Bray had switched masks. So he was now in a mask that kind of looked mm-hmm. evil. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. Howdy is Darby Allen. You're here first. No, I'm, yeah, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm well, kidding. We're all pretty sure it's Bo Dallas, but yeah, no, but still, it's it's it still was pretty. Uh, like I said, the spectacle was what it was. Yeah, no, it was what it was. I mean, that's the thing. At the end of the day, I didn't really much care for the ending with Howdy. I just thought it was unnecessary, but I understood why they did it. No, I agree. I agree with you as well. Next up, we had the Raw Women's Championship match. Your champion Bianca Belair defending against Alexa Bliss. This match got seven minutes thirty-five mm-hmm. seconds at the end of the day, and still your WWE Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair. No surprise here, by the way. And yes, seven minutes and thirty-five seconds somewhere uh, pretty pretty on the time. I'm not. You know why? Because this match was what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. This match, Alexa Bliss looked good in the match. Bianca looked good in the match. They got their shit in. You know, the show's going to run long. Might as well, whatever. But let's be honest. Let's not insult the fans. 
We know Bianca Belair ain't losing the fucking right, belt. Right, right. And we know right now Alexa Bliss is getting this storyline adjacent to Bray Wyatt. So what's the important things to get over here? Let's get our champion over and let's continue the storyline. Now, how does that work out? Very simply. After Bianca Belair gets uh, gets over and wins the match, the screen comes on, we get all the creepy shit, and it's Uncle Howdy basically saying to Alexa Bliss, you thought you could do it on your own. Ha, 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 ha. You think you could do things on your own. That's cute. Like kind of just mocking her. Yeah. Because... Mm-hmm. Hey, no, no, no! You need, you need us. <laughs> you need me. what's that? We need whatever's going on here. You need us. Uh, what's your thoughts on the match? It was what it was, and we all knew that this was a filler match. I mean, it's no disrespect to everybody involved, but we knew Bianca was going to keep the belt to Mania, and they just wanted to build up Alexa's possession by Uncle Howdy, which I already got a feeling. I know what she's going to be doing at Mania because of somebody that came back at the Women's Royal Rumble, and we'll talk about that when we get to that match. But I thought it did what it needed to do. It was short, sweet, to the point, and the story. Absolutely. Now, speaking of the women's Royal mm. Rumble match, that was up next. That match got one hour, one minute, and three seconds. So just 10 minutes off from the men's. Right. And we had a new record set for a woman's longest time in the Rumble by the winner of the Rumble. Of course, let's just say the winner, and then we'll talk about the Rumble. Of course, winning the Royal Rumble, punching her ticket to WrestleMania to get a shot at whichever women's title she chooses is the one and only Judgment Day's own Rhea Ripley, who was the number one entrant into the Women's Royal Rumble. She was the last one standing, and with that set a record at one hour, one minute, and three seconds, she's also the first woman to go coast to coast. Mm-hmm. This happened in the men's division, has not happened in the women's division. Also, to be noted, that's after eating a spear, because one of the things we didn't mention about the Men's Rumble, one of the surprise entrants was Edge, right, who right. took out the entire Judgment Day, then after he got taken well sorry the entire judgment day minus dominic right. mysterio who somehow slinked away <laughs> that's why i probably didn't talk about because i can't stand talking about dominic <laughs> mysterio and uh the judgment day and him fought all the way to the back which time uh, rhea ripley kicked him in the nuts but that brought out beth phoenix looking badass spearing her ass into the ground right so you had that little storyline going on and then you have her wrestling it but here's the other cool story the number two entrant in the royal rumble was Liv morgan mm-hmm. Liv morgan tied that record and the Royal Rumble because she was the last person eliminated. So basically, Rhea Ripley shares the record with her. You can say Rhea Ripley has it because she was the winner. Right, right, but still. But they were the same amount of time, technically, because one and two start at the same time. Although she is not the first woman to go coast to coast because number two doesn't count for coast to coast. Right. Only one. But Liv Morgan, hell of a match and hell of a show up for Liv Morgan just to start there. Yeah, no, Liv, Liv had a great performance. But, Much like Gunther and, on the men's side, yep. Liv Morgan had that great performance. Yeah, and that's something she rose up to the occasion for it. And I thought they told a great story, especially with the returning Asuka. Well, we'll get to that in a second because let's talk about some of the the, the, the people who were surprises, if you will. Uh, Roxanne Perez, the NXT Women's yeah. Champion, was in the match, not far from down the road. So that was kind of cool to see her. Uh, at one point in juncture, we had damage control running rough shot mm-hmm. over the entire ring. And that's where we, after they were running rough shot, at the number 17 spot is where we got the return of Asuka. Yep. And uh, at that spot, we got Asuka come out, great pop. They changed her music a little bit. Uh, kind of the same lyrics pretty much, a little little heavier. And uh, she came out with a tiger mask on, did her normal dancing down the aisle. But when she removed the tiger mask, we got to see the evil clown Asuka. So what we were all anticipating she would come back as character-wise, 
is a reality. She has tapped into that Kana uh, personality and brought that now to WWE. So that's cool. We'll talk about how that played out a little more in the match because obviously that's going to come to place at the end of the match because we're going to talk about that in a minute. But it was good to see Asuka back. Your thoughts on the return of Asuka? That's half the reason I lost my voice right now. <laughs> I marked out for it. I lost my mind. This is what I've been waiting to see. She had a great performance in this match. You know what else uh, was, a, was a great right after? Number 18, another huge surprise. And the reason it was a huge surprise is number 18th entrant was Piper Niven. Yeah. No longer Dewdrop. Although I thought the commentary making the uh. Dewdrop comments to just be kind of like, to like kind of give it a send off. Like, oh, no, Dewdrop her there. Dewdrop her there. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, it was kind of funny. But Piper Niven's back in completely new attitude and she got to show off in the Rumble. Agreed. She was in the Rumble mm. for quite some time. Uh, she was eliminated uh, by Raquel Gonzalez after being in the Rumble for almost 30 minutes. Wow. Almost 30 minutes in the Rumble. That's when Piper Niven goes mm. out. So that was a good repackaging. Well, return to great, the original. Great return. And, 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 and the way she wrestled. We got Asuka with a new attitude. This is kind of the women's divisions balking up here. Right. Balking up. Uh, speaking of balking up, uh, Chelsea Green. <laughs> Chelsea Green made her debut back to World Wrestling Entertainment. And uh, very short-lived as she was in and out. Yeah. Uh, the official time that I got here is five seconds, which is a women's Royal Rumble record for shortest time in the rumble yeah <laughs> what else can you say um we got all sorts of great stuff uh zelina vega doing a uh street fighter yes and street fighter teaming with wwe what does AEW think about that yeah i was gonna say that was interesting uh that's what i thought uh but let's talk about probably the biggest the legend well i wouldn't say the biggest uh. the last person let's talk about the biggest surprise in the rumble in my opinion yeah michelle mccool yeah, Michelle McCool sitting in the crowd with her daughters and her music hits and then she just takes off her coat and jumps in the rumble and she was in the rumble for a minute. Uh, I got the numbers here. 13 minutes and 53 seconds. She was eliminated by uh, Rhea Ripley eventually. Think about that. Yeah, no, that was crazy. No, I thought you were going to go somewhere else. But no, no, we'll talk about yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, no, no. That's, but no, I was excited to see Michelle come in and how she came in through the crowd too. Very creative way. Yeah, uh, it was very cool. I, I like mm. that. No, no, because the other one I don't think is a big fucking... So, yeah. I mean, big in one aspect, and I'm trying not to take shots, but as a fat man, I can do that because, of course, the, the surprise we were alluding to is uh, at the number 30 slot of the Royal Rumble, we got Nia Jax. Yeah. Nobody asked for it, but we got it. By the way, I want to read you something funny. She only lasted uh, 1 minute 57 seconds in the Rumble because she was eliminated by, and I quote... Asuka, Lacey Evans, Liv Morgan, Mia Yim, Michelle McCool, Nikki Cross, Piper Nevin, Raquel Rodriguez, Rhea Ripley, Shotzi, and Sonya Deville. Everybody that was in the ring when she came um, in yeah, right, eliminated right. her, and it wasn't quick. It wasn't. It wasn't a, a lot of time. Less than two minutes. Perfect. Um, I didn't ask for this. I don't really want to talk about it. No, whatever. Just, I don't think anybody asked for it. The crowd was just like, "Why the fuck?" Yeah. I think that this, honestly, if you want to talk about something that shouldn't have happened or the crowd wasn't into, this is fire away. Yeah. <laughs> fire away. I mean, I'm not going to waste my time because that takes away from the end of this match because the end of the match is where the story is and going stories going forward because at the end of the match, they did something super unique in this match that I thought was unique. Your final three in this match, Asuka, Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley. You already know that we said who won. Let's get to there. I have seen people fight on that apron and somebody get knocked off from the apron. We've seen it a couple different rumbles. 
never have I seen three three people, in yeah. this case, three women, yep. end up on the apron, ladies uh, and gentlemen. If you didn't watch the match, you got to see this. They all end up on the apron. It looks like it's anybody's match. Asuka goes and hits the blue mist. Misses Rhea, who is aiming at Rhea. Rhea ducks. Liv Morgan eats it to the face. Rhea then does this cool like spin around kick through the ring. It was like a leg no- sweep. Knocks Asuka out. Eliminates Asuka. And then it's like, okay, Liv Morgan can't see. Rhea Ripley smiling like the cat that ate the canary. Yep. But man, even though she couldn't see, she ended up giving her like a code breaker, a modified code breaker on the apron. Liv Morgan still can't see, but all of a sudden, Rhea Ripley's holding on for dear life. And we're like, oh shit, Liv Morgan's going to win this thing, maybe. But nope, because she couldn't see, she walked over. Rhea Ripley got enough strength to lift her legs up, give her a head scissors to the floor, and win the Rumble. I thought this was a great... I, I thought both Rumble matches ended perfect. I thought this Women's Rumble also ended perfect. Your thoughts of the ending of the Royal Rumble for the women? I love this one more than I did the men's. I thought they told a better story, which was tough because I loved how Gunther and Cody was. But I thought for how they set up Asuka returning, they made Liv look you know, like she had a breakout performance. That She'll still be in that main event picture for a while now. And I thought how they established Rhea, not cheating to win, but just being you know that much smarter. And I think this is just going to give her more momentum going into Mania. All I can say about these two Rumble matches, both of them combined, and we've we've kind of sold them on their own, is I think that instead of surprises, what my takeaway from this was how can we grow the talent we have? Right. There was more surprises in the women's one, if you will. However, how can we grow the talent we have? So in between the two matches, you have Gunther put on a star performance. Ricochet is got got the moment of the night with Logan Paul. So him and Logan Paul go up. Logan Paul eliminating Seth Rollins could lead to a big match. That's good stuff. You're building. You know, Gunther is going to be looking for a title shot eventually, I would assume. You're going to build him up. He got handed the ball, and he ran a touchdown. You know what I mean? Doesn't mean whatever. He still went from number one to being the last eliminated instead of the Royal Rumble record. It's Mm. it's phenomenal stuff. Sheamus. Sheamus, who's been on fire. Uh, Let's talk about him. He had a hell of a Rumble match. Oh, yeah, a great Rumble match. We we, we advanced Lashley and Brock. Mm -hmm. That's what we need to do. Let's go to the other side. We advance damage control. Yep. They're badass. Mm. But then, in the same time, we bring back Asuka. Asuka's getting rid of damage control. Yep. Hey, evil Asuka, if you will. That's, you know, or evil clown Asuka, whatever you want to call her. Guess what? She's a player. She's one of the best in the world. We all know that. She's a top tier performer. And now we got a new iteration. This is a fresh feel. Love what they did there. Piper Niven has almost 30 minutes in the Rumble match. Repackaged, if you will, to her original name and to her original feel. Right, right, and, right. And Piper Niven, if you did not rest, watch her when she was Piper Niven, great performer. She got to showcase that. I think that that's phenomenal. We're building there. You know what I mean? We're not taking away from anybody to put somebody else over. We're building. We're building. Rhea Ripley, and we've said this numerous times, is one of the top women performers. She's on that top tier, big time. She's up there with Bianca and Charlotte and and Becky and Bailey and you name the top tier of the women's performers. Oscar's on that tier and returning, proving it. <laughs> yep, the, those women are your <clears throat> top front line in WWE, and her winning is is cementing that. Liv Morgan, who there was questions about, and then you know some people feel whatever they feel about her and the Ronda Rousey situation and all that stuff. But now you fast forward, make it through that. She still goes over an hour in the Rumble. She goes from number two entrant to the last one eliminated, only losing to Rhea Ripley, the number one entrant. Once again, we're now building Liv Morgan back. Liv Morgan looks strong. The crowd's behind her. 
It was tremendous. I thought that they did such a great job in both of those matches. And I know I'm missing people because there was all sorts of other small stuff going on as well. Yeah, there was just too much going on, but they hit the points they needed to hit. That's the big takeaway. WWE moving forward established stars in in both of these matches. And this is huge going into Mania because you want to make sure that that card from top to bottom for both nights is going to deliver. Right. And here's right now at Mania, we're looking at mm-hmm. like we're looking at probably Lesnar Lashley. Yep. I mean, you got two nights. Two nights we'll talk about we'll talk about what Triple H said later in the press conference. You got two nights. You got Lesnar Lashley. You know we have Cody. Let's be honest, it's going to be Cody Roman. I don't see it any other way. Right, right, right. We'll talk more about that. I know some people, uh, but you know, we got that. Yep. We're going to, I don't really know which way they want to go. I've heard that they're off of this uh, wanting uh, Ronda Rousey there. So there could just be Charlotte versus Rhea. That's just a rumor. Well, did you hear uh, Rhea at the press conference? Yes, I did. We'll, get, we'll come back to that. But like, like I said, there's Charlotte versus Rhea, right, or right. Charlotte versus Rhea, or you could do Rhea versus Bianca if you want to pull that trigger. Either of those matches is a good fucking match. Right, right, but I think she tipped her hand. I think she did a little bit as well. <clears throat> we'll talk about it more in depth, but I'm just saying, either of those matches is, is a good match. That's yeah, main yeah, no, match. I agree. Um, then on top of that, we're setting up easily for, you know, unless a UFC thing, Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins. I think that was the setup there. I really do, and that's a big-time match because that's great for Seth and that's great for Logan. I mean, Logan's has come up. He's been in a fucking main event that everybody talked about against Roman Reigns. Why wouldn't you want him in there against, you know, a solid guy like, uh, you know, Seth Rollins and to, to be able to put him over? Then, if, if when you get past all that, I think this is where you're going, and I want to give you the stage for it, you probably have Asuka versus Alexa Bliss. Yep, exactly. Go ahead. No. I, 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 like I said, I, I just guessed we were on the same wavelength, but I know you want to talk about Supernatural it. versus Supernatural, because Asuka is a whole different being right now, tapping into the dark side of her character. And now she's going to face Alexa, who is possessed by Uncle Howdy, and this just plays into... Like, I usually don't like the Supernatural versus Supernatural matches, and yeah, Asuka is kind of teetering around it right now, but if they want to, if they want to go with this, I think this works out best for everybody involved. I agree, and I think it's a great WrestleMania match. Let's talk mm. about the big one for the night, though, because for one, you know, there's been a few times in the history of the Royal Rumble where the Royal Rumble match didn't end the pay per view. In this case, it didn't. Both Royal Rumble matches went on because we had a main event. Uh, let's forget about the Hardy song. Let's just take yeah, out the question. Yeah, yeah. Bad mistakes. WWE needs to stop doing that uh, shit. That's agreed. all I'm going to say about that. Agreed. It was fucking terrible, especially at 11-something at night. 11.30. Eastern Standard Time. Okay? I get it. In Texas, it was two hours behind, so it was only 9-something, so that's fine. It's almost 10. But here, yeah, no. Just no. Don't. Just don't. Next time, just don't. Just Pre-show. Don't. Pre-show. The beginning of the show. Bring somebody to the ring. I don't care. But not, not there. Anyways, let's, let's move on from that because it was terrible. Yep. That was the worst part of the agreed, show. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, let's talk about the main event, though, because there's no reason this wasn't the main event because Roman Reigns, your undisputed WWE Universal Champion, the Tribal Chief, the head of the table, the big dog, him with Paul Heyman and Sami Zayn in his corner, defending that title against the prize fighter himself, Kevin Owens. The storyline has been there. This is the best storyline in wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. I will say that with confidence. If somebody would like to argue about that, I will take on any argument. I promise you that there's no way you can't say that currently, right now, this isn't the greatest storyline going in wrestling. And you could probably argue this is top five all time. 
Oh, easily. And it's not easily. over yet. Easily. And we'll get to the end because I, I, I'm going to promise you guys some stuff. I'm gonna, there's going to be a hard pill to swallow that I think is going to happen. But I think it's for the best if everybody just pays attention. And here's the thing. It's not even paying attention. It's be, be patient. Let shit happen. Here we go. The match itself. Phenomenal match. 19 minutes and 15 seconds at the end of the day. And still your WWE undisputed universal champion for 900 days now it was. It was it's up there. Right around uh, there. He's almost, he's 140 days mm-hmm. away from, uh, he's in the top five. He's the number five longest reign right, ever. Right. He is the longest reign in the modern era by hundreds of days. Right. And he is the number five all time. Only people in front of him are Pedro Morales. Uh, Bruno, Bruno San Martino, Hulk Hogan, and I want to say Bob Backlund, but I couldn't remember who the other the person they said. But there was there's only there's, yeah I think you're right, it's Bob. I think it's Bob mm. Backlund. There's only fucking four people ahead of him, and if he can be champion for another 140 days, he surpasses Pedro Morales. I don't think we're gonna get there, but <laughs> five all time in the modern era by yeah, hundreds. Yeah, heard of. Yeah, I don't think any. And this is an era where I don't didn't nobody thought anybody had the attention span to have a champion for that long. <laughs> it's impressive. Right. So so that needs to be said. Match was good. It was solid. Two guys we knew we were going to deliver. We saw some cool shit in the match. Uh you know, Sammy's I love the camera guy going over to Sammy's face. Is he you know, is he concerned about his friend Kevin Owens? Is he more concerned about Roman Reigns? We don't know. I love how it was that was the, what was being sold to us. Mm, love yeah. it. We get to the end of the match. The big dog retains his title. Out comes the bloodline. Yep. And out comes uh. the aftermatch beatdown of Kevin Owens. This was crazy. And man, they... Uh. Mind you, this match was 19 minutes and 15 seconds. I think there was another almost 20 minutes of beatdown in story after this match. I don't know if it was that long because I didn't time it, but it went on sure, for it's a around long there. time. It's around there. So they beat down Kevin Owens. He eats super mm. kicks from the Usos. He eats the spike from Solo. He eats another Superman punch. Like they're just just teeing off on him. And then when you think that's over, they break out the handcuffs. Yeah, and they 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 handcuff him to the top rope. And Roman wants a chair. And before he gets the chair, though, let's just say the Usos super kicked the shit out of Kevin Owens. I didn't count on me super kicks, uh, but it's easily ten. It reminds me of when the Young Bucks did it for the super kick party on Ring of Honor. Yeah, but it was it with was the count, one, with the instead counter. of instead of doing the instead of doing them twice, you know, at a time, they were one, yeah, one, 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 one. But it went on for a while. And I was like, holy shit, this is this is almost. Listen, I know it's a work, but it's hard to watch. It looked like, brutal, and, yeah. and, the, and the crowd silent, yeah. not in a bad way. They were aghast. Everybody was on their feet. Everybody was angry. They booed when there was too much time. They were upset. But that was a beautiful moment. We get to the point. Roman has now got a chair. He's now going to presumably crank this chair over Kevin Owens' head. Yep. He mm. is ready to go. He's talking shit to him. How dare you treat Sammy that way? How dare you treat my family that way? How dare you think you're going to, you know, whatever. And, you know, in the meantime, all this is going on. Sammy's like, you know, no, I think he's done. No, no. So he goes and Sammy steps in front of Roman. And he says, no, he's done. He's done. He's beneath you. What do you do? You won. He's beneath you. Right, right. What do we need to do here? He's beneath you. This is beneath you. And Roman goes, you're right. It is beneath you, beneath me. You're going you to do it. it. And he's like, no, 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 it doesn't need to happen. No, no, you're going to do it. And he hands him the chair. He says, you're going to do it. And this is genius. And I think part of it was Roman 
because I think that he told him to slow down in the ring because there was a couple times, if you notice, Sammy picked the chair up like he was ready to go and he kind of got a look and he put the chair back down. So I think that Roman's like, let's milk it. Because by milking it, we start getting a fuck you Roman chant. Yeah. 51,000 people. And I'm sure it was pretty much the entire 51,000 chanting fuck you Roman. Easily. It it was not hot hidden at all. And Roman at one point, you know, going towards the end, gets in Sammy's face. I'm the one that brought you up. I'm the one that made you relevant. Shoving it, you know, give him face mushing him. This is what you need to do for me. This is your family. Do what you have to do. There, you know, are you crying? And you hear Paul Heyman, there's no crying in the bloodline. Yeah. I thought that was a great line, by the way. And it just was so emotional. And finally, you know, Roman goes back to shit talking Kevin Owens, who's pretty much dead on the ropes. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't, he's not moving. He ain't responding. Mm. He's done. And Sammy is standing there, and this crowd is chanting for him. Different times, a couple different times, actually. And this time, he's, they're chanting for him. And Sammy picks the chair up, and we all knew it was coming. He fucking cranks Roman in the back. By the way, very oh, similar to when Seth Rollins yeah. cranked Roman in the back. Roman actually hit the ground almost the same way, too. Yeah. And I went, I was like, run. <laughs> like, I thought he was going to hit him and run. He doesn't. He throws the chair down. And he looks at the Usos and he goes, I'm sorry. He immediately apologizes to Jay. He goes, I'm sorry. And he looks at Jay in particular, but both of them are there. And he goes, I'm sorry. Uh, I love you guys. I just couldn't. I can't. I just can't. And Jimmy fucking (laughs) super kicks him. And that starts a whole party on Sammy. Sammy's getting the beat down. In the meantime, Jay, and this is the part that I wasn't expecting. And I thought this was the best part. Jay is slunk into a corner in his feels. And they're beating down Sammy. Sammy gets the spike. Sammy gets the fucking spear from Roman. And eventually it starts with the chair beat down. But before the chair beat down can happen, Jimmy is trying to get Jay to get involved. Because Jay super kicks him a few times. And he's like, you know, you say you love him. like I'm your brother, Oos. Get up and you help your family. We're your family. And all of a sudden, Roman comes over and says, you know, he needs to get involved. And Jay leaves the ring. Yeah. And the crowd goes nuts. And Jay, with that motion on his face, walks to the back. Just keeps walking. And the crowd is cheering for Jay Uso. And I thought that I was like, wow, this is a wrinkle I didn't expect. Was beautiful, though. And then, of course, the bloodline, uh, Roman Reigns in particular, uh, really abuses the fuck out of Sammy with the steel chair. Rips the shirt off of him like a (laughs) rag doll. This was crazy. Leaves him for dead. And that's where we get to go to air. Uh, what did you think? Uh, I, I know this when I messaged cinema. you, you said cinema, and I agree with you. What are your thoughts? How did you oh, like this? Did you like mm. it? I mean, I know you liked it. I oh, I, I loved I love this. This was cinema. Jey Uso, supporting actor of the year. Give him the Oscar. By the way, it goes on Instagram. Mm. Yeah. And basically, I don't know. He put a picture of him and Roman and said, run it back. Yeah, he said, I'm done. He, he had another picture that said, I'm done, dude. Love, one of the loudest pops I think I've heard at home is when Sammy hit him with the chair. And you felt that emotion. Like, for anybody that doesn't get this storyline, this is crossing over to the pop culture audience. I know fans that are not wrestling fans that tune in to watch Sammy and Roman. This hit a home run. The beatdown might have went a little too long, but it told the story it needed to. And you could feel that crowd's emotion. And that's what you get when... Fans are invested in storylines. That's why we sit here each and every week and say, when the writing is good, it takes a match and raises it a level or a moment and raises it a level. This has been building for months. 
he got the payoff now going into Mania, all bets are off on what we're going to do with Sammy. But I think now I have an idea what we're going to do going to Elimination Chamber, and it's going to be absolutely amazing to watch. Well, I agree with you. It, it might have gone, but you know what? Mm. It still was such a big piece oh, yeah, of it was, work. Yeah. It's good business. Uh, I thought that it, it hit the points that it needed to hit. The only wrinkle that I wasn't prepared for was Jey Uso. And I here's what I think. This is what I'm going to tell you. If, if, if I was booking this, I would do this a little different than I think they're going to. If I was booking this, I wouldn't have Sammy or Kevin Owens on TV for a few weeks. Actually, I wouldn't even see Sammy until Elimination Chamber. The reason being is that beatdown deserves not coming back like, oh, man, I'm fine. See, it's already. a time off. Yeah, it's a, a little bit of time. I understand you want him to be at Elimination Chamber. He's on the poster. I mean, it makes sense. It's in Montreal. I understand that, you know, in the meantime, I'm assuming Roman Reigns will challenge him to a match mm-hmm. just because he wants to get his hands on the traitor. Right. So I'm assuming that's how that match gets made because he wants to get his... But if I was booking this, I wouldn't even have Sammy fucking... Come, I, the first time you see Sammy would be when he comes through the curtain for that match. I, that's how I would do it, personally. Yeah. And the reason <laughs> being is, you know why? I don't think you need him there for the story. The story sells itself. But here's the other reason. It sells the beat down. Also, what I would do here is I would bring a Sammy that we haven't seen in a long time. The Sammy that has to fight Roman isn't the Sammy we've all grown to love. I think the Sammy that fights Roman is NXT Sammy. Sammy oh, King the Underground. Prove, Sammy who needs to prove something. Sammy who's not, you know, and I, mind you, I love his, his entertaining and he needs to come back mm. to that. But I think in this particular match with everything that's happened, I think he has to come back fucking guns fucking blazing. Sammy. And that's how I would do it. That's how I personally would do it. Now, there's part of me that would do it without the match. There's part of me that would just do fucking, uh, you know, the bloodline tries to stand tall at fucking elimination chamber and Sammy and Kevin Owens take them the fuck out with the help. Now I would say with the help of Jay Uso before he turns his back on them. Right. Because I think that's where you're going now that you've had Jay Uso do this and it looks like he's going this. I think the next, this is what I would do on TV at least knowing that Sammy should be out because of the beat down for a little bit. I would focus on Jay Uso and taking us back to when that time when the world us included went, you know, Jey Uso taking that belt off of Roman, not a bad idea. Yeah, that would be and I'm not amazing. Saying, by the way, I'm not saying that he needs the match with Roman, but we need to go back right, to right, that right, dynamic. Right. I do think Jay will turn on Sammy. I do think oh, that, I, I think that I think that this is what's going to happen at Elimination Chamber. I think you're going to have a title match because mm. Roman wants the traitor. Right. I think Sammy's going to come close because Sammy's going to come with fire. He's not going to come as entertaining Sammy Zayn. He's going to come for fucking blood. Yeah. Roman, mm. you know, and his his excuse is going to be simple because this is how the story was built. I did what I did for the bloodline. There was no conspiracy. You guys questioned me. You guys put me in this position. Is Kevin Owens my friend? Yes. But why why were you doing that to him? It wasn't necessary. So finally, after you fucking put me on trial, after you've called me a traitor, and after you mushed me in my fucking face, and when my friend has never done that to me, what side would you have picked in that situation? I think that is the way you talk into that story. Well, you absolutely should. And so mm. when you get to the match, I think it's Jey Uso that costs Sami Zayn. Jey Uso showing his colors to the bloodline. Takes out Sami Zayn. He wins the match. They go to beat down Sami. Here comes KO, who we hopefully you don't keep put him on TV. Right, Once right, again, right. Canadian boy mm. from Quebec yep. comes and makes the save. They they do the one thing that nobody's done. They clear out the fucking bloodline. Yeah. Like not defeat them, but they put them running away. You end that pay-per-view in Montreal with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens in that ring. Maybe a couple guys down in the ring, but with Roman and the the wise man at least 
backpedaling and probably the Usos. Maybe Sola Sequoia down because that would be fucking hilarious because you got to chop that big redwood down. This is how you do it. Sammy comes out with the El Generico mask. You take it back to the old school. And he's like, I need to find that fire again. He comes, like you say, with the NXT, the king of the underground, you know, that whole mentality. Sure. He loses a match, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a great match. Jay costs him that. And you have Sammy, you know, fight off the bloodline. Kevin Owens comes down and does it. They lay out solo. And then at the end, you get that best friend's hug, the camera shot. Oh, absolutely. In front of them. Absolutely. And then on top of that, like I said, the other Mm -hmm. part, the bloodline's on retreat. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's that's going to be because that's how I book Mania because now people are questioning the the Cody Rhodes decision. Well, would you have Cody involved? Maybe. Okay. That's the thing. Maybe because maybe you need a third. So mm. Cody makes the save. Yeah. Actually, that's you know what? Check that. I do have Cody involved. Okay. You have those, but you want those two to be the thing. They might start to get it overhand. And here comes Cody. Yeah. Like hot, and then they run them off because I think that's you know, and then you get a little, you get the best friends hug, you get a little handshake between Cody, and, and now we have our faces. And this is going to bring us to Mania because this is what I feel is going to happen at Mania. And I know there's some people who want Sammy to be champion. That's fine. But you have to understand they've set up a story a long time ago. And it is actually the picture that they need to paint. And here is why this works. Because the story we want to see is KO and Sammy in the bloodline. Mm-hmm. The story they also are painting is this road, pun intended, for Cody Rhodes right, right. to do the one thing that his father didn't, to A, honor his father, and B, prove to himself that he deserves it as an individual. And now he's run, he, he did not, something that nobody in his family ever did. He won the Rumble, which guarantees him to main event WrestleMania, which nobody in his family has ever done. So now he's going to go on, and now we have to finish the story. You saw all the people online. You saw all the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. You saw all the fans. You saw everybody. Mm-hmm. What did it all say? Finish the story. Yep. We mm-hmm. want to see the story. The story is that the, the, the big baby face... The guy that we've all gone, oh my God, he's the huge baby face. And by the way, that pectoral injury probably helped it even greater. Oh my God, yeah. The myth of Cody Rhodes is gigantic now. And he is that monster baby face that has to go up against the monster heel, the conquering heel. And Roman's not been touched or pinned. He hasn't pinned or submitted in three years. This is a monster moment. And here's why this works. Because now... It's going to finally be the bloodline not in control. And this is where KO and Sammy's story pays off. Because at Mania, you have KO and Sammy versus the Usos for the tag titles. Both of them. Because we can separate them after. You'll hear what my thoughts are on that. Probably in the build Actually, I'll say it tonight. But you'll probably hear me reiterate it. Because we might change depending upon how they book things. Right, right. But what I do is I have that match that we all saw was coming. There's a lot of emotion in that match. But that match serves twofold. If we take out fucking the Usos... It's one le- that's two less people who can interfere in the main event. Right, right, right. And mm. also they take the belts off of them. So Sammy, Sammy and <laughs> KO get revenge by not only beating the bloodline and beating the Usos, yeah. but they now have the tag titles. So we took what was important to you away, plus we beat you, proving that you're not invincible. Now, somewhere in there you got Sol- so you now you still have Solo Sokoa, you know I'm not saying that those guys are up completely. The main event comes. And the way I would book the main event, this is just me, is that Cody Rhodes versus Roman. Of course, you know, you let the match normally, you know, he doesn't come out with everybody. He just comes right, out with right, the right, right. mm-hmm. You let the match go on for about 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Looks like Cody's picking up steam. Right, right. Here comes the bloodline like normal, but they get fucking cut off by KO and Sammy. Ooh. Not today. And we can, you can even focus on it too. Let the fucking brawl go. Let it go. Hell, if you want to add in a third person, I want it. But if you wanted to add somebody in, cool. Let's add. pick a guy that you want to push to add in. You know what I mean? To help Sammy and KO. But I don't even think you need it. 
So you just have them fight off so you have them fight off solo in the USO. So three on two, it's believable, especially if you especially if you do an angle where you don't need to take out three, where you take out solo before Mania. <laughs> which I think that would be smart too. Or or this is where you have that NXT call up Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker. Ah. Perfect. Once again, there's yeah. the third person. So it's it's because it's gonna get important after. Right, too, right. Because you're gonna need the numbers. So, anyways, they they finally mm. so then you know you focus on that for five minutes. So now we go back to the ring. Let's let this match go on for another ten minutes, though. So. I think yep. it's gonna be a half hour match, mm. easy. And now we get to the finish, and the wise man's still there. So the wise man caused a distraction, and I would not let her come to the ring with him. Brandy Rhodes sits in the front row. When the wise man mm. goes to interfere, she pulls the wise I man, like it. gives him the slap. I like it. Now the wise man's out. Let the match go on about five more minutes. Don't let that be the end of the match. Have, right, have right, Cody right, kick right. out, whatever, whatever. And then, bam, at the end, have Roman slip on the banana peel. Cro- crossroads, whatever. Multiple cross. I would do rolling crossroads. If you say four, I, I don't. Four, five, ten. I don't care. Yeah, it's roll be around. Four. It's going to be four. Roll around that fucking mm. ring. Like, literally, just keep rolling until the crowd goes, what the fuck? And then one, two, three. Because obviously, you want to make sure that the, the, the monster heel is, is protected. You're right, right. And and then you have that moment. And I, trust me, as much as people are like Sammy, we saw how they reacted when Cody run the one. Oh they, yeah, they it, it didn't matter. They're still gonna pop the the explosion that will happen in SoFi when you have Cody Rhodes get announced and holds those two titles on that that turnbuckle, and you realize that how good that moment, the goosebumps that everybody at home and everybody there will have, and then he can celebrate even whether you do it on air or show it after the fact with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn is they're the tag champs mm-hmm. and they've defeated. The un- unbeatable. Oh, there'll be a camera shot like they had um, way back when, when everybody had the belts. Uh, Punk, Brian, Zack Ryder. It'll be like that shot again. And here's the thing: you can. Con- and the, the mm. best part about my the way I work that is this con- story continues. Oh yeah. Roman gets a rematch at Backlash, so we got another match between the two. So it solidifies Cody as your champion. You get the Usos are going to want him. But I also added this in. I think that the way you separate the titles is nice guy Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes goes listen. I don't need both of these belts. Somebody else deserves a shot at one of these belts. So I'm going to give up the universal title because yeah. the belt that I dreamed about was the WWE title. And there you go. Now you have the belt separated. And then you have a reason for Roman to try to win it at a tournament or something, come up short, because I think that Sammy and, 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 and Kevin Owens are friends. Eventually, if you ride this long enough, which I think you can, with taking people on and off, because I think Roman should go off TV for a little bit when he's pissed off. Oh, easily. I think it's smart. Easily. We could ride this out mm. if you do it smartly until Survivor Series where what might happen? I know you can't do it because your voice is shot, but War Games. Yeah. Can you imagine a War Games bloodline? War Games. War, bloodline versus mm. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Cody Rhodes, Braun Breaker, whoever. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That would be like, that's a dream. Mm. That's a fever pitch mm. dream. I like it. And I think that that's mm. where you go. And I think that the story is strong enough to carry that far. And I think especially if you layer it right. But that's how you can intertwine it. Now, mind you, they might do something completely different. But right. this mm. is just one example to the fans out there that don't think that you can add Cody in and make it work. Oh, no, you can. And it can be beautiful. Right, right. And we can complete mm. both stories as well as give the crowd something that they want to see. And you still have Sammy and, and KO as champions. Here's the other fact. Depending upon what happens in World Wrestling Entertainment, with especially if Triple H keeps his job, there's a very good chance in WrestleMania season, after Mania, the FTR may return. So now if you have KO and Sammy as champions and you really want to build the, the tag division, FTR can be the ones that challenge for one of those belts be or take one of those belts mm-hmm. or both of those belts. And even better, eventually Ciampa's got to return. 
DIY versus oh. FTR. It writes itself. And I'm not saying that FTR oh. is 100% coming back. Give Do it to not me. say that. But I'm just saying that these are all options in the fucking pipe. Give it to me. Also, on top mm. of that, you know what else is going to probably happen? And I'm calling this shot. Hangman Page contract comes up this year. I don't see him staying. No, he's gone. And I'll say this. I think I think Gunther will take on Cody Rhodes at SummerSlam mm. for the title or a title, whatever. Right. Because I think that that would be smart. And I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know when his contract up is not to see it shortly after. Hangman Page come in like he's a friend and then the heel move and turn on Cody. And that could set up a nice little program with this new kid. And even if he doesn't win, if you just do it right, it instantly puts Hangman Page in people's mind as a as a as a right, contender. Right. And I think mm-hmm. Cody being friends with him and wanting him to do well, it would it be makes great. a lot of sense. And there you go. Or maybe you put him in the war games. Maybe he costs Cody. Mm. You know, Cody brought his friend in, but Cody's friend is, turns on him in the war games. You know, there's it writes its fucking self. There's so many options you can run with this. And even if he doesn't mm. come in, you could do it with a million people: Braun Breaker, everybody else. It's yeah, that's amazing. That's the great thing. That it's a wide open playbook after Mania, but the story to get there is going to be something of epic. Like if you have not watched in a while, now is the perfect time to get back in, dude. We've got so much going on, man, and I could talk forever. Mm. But I got to stop because we still have to talk about NXT. Yeah. Let's talk about the press conference real quick. Because <clears throat> I thought the press conference. Listen, man, <laughs> whether they got uh, to take shots at AEW doing scrums and that's why they do press conferences now. Yeah, I wonder. I don't know. Mm. I don't care. I just think that this is how you do a press conference. I want to point out, they did a press conference for people. Rhea Ripley, yep. Ray Wyatt, which I was shocked about, which we'll talk about, Cody uh, Rhodes, and then Triple H to end the thing. Once again, I, this is when, I, when they did the first time they did a press conference. I said that's how Tony and AEW should do their media scripts. Tony shouldn't be out there the whole time. Let him come out in the beginning to introduce and let him come out at the end to take care of business. Let's let people out. I thought that this was telling because everybody was out of character. Yeah. Not a single one of them answered a storyline uh, or a character question, and that was the first. I also thought it was interesting that they invited way more of the media than yeah. they normally did. I saw our good friend Sean Ross Sapp asking a question. Saw that. Your, gr- your, your girl Denise Salcedo got yelled at by Cody Rhodes. Yeah, saw that too. Uh, it's kind of funny. Well, not really yelled at, but she was being loud. So yeah. You know, you tell her to calm down. So anyways, <laughs> let's talk first. Rhea Ripley had some great uh, comments. I, I Once again, I liked the, I love the fact that she was not in character. She got to enjoy her victory and uh, basically, <coughs> excuse me, settling it up. She said uh, they asked her about the NXT girls, especially because there's some younger girls in the match and including her being in NXT. And she said how proud she is of all of them and that, uh, you know, she does feel that all of them that come out of NXT have not necessarily a chip on their shoulder, but they have a kinship with one another. Right, so right, right. when she gets to see one of the future ones comes <clears> in <throat> and she was like, listen, I get to see them train at times and I'm telling you, the women's division here is more than good. Oh, yeah. Because the future is bright. And she was like, I'm just happy to be, you know, as a, the bridge, if you will. Uh, I did think she said they asked her who she wanted to face. Yeah, I thought it was very telling. And she kind of, uh, what was her kind of response? Uh, well, she said that she's never beat Charlotte one-on-one. And if she takes the SmackDown title, that'll make her a Grand Slam champion. So it looks like she's sipping her hand, but you never know. I also think that the weird part is the Judgment Day is on Raw. To do that, she would have to break away from the Judgment Day. Could she? Absolutely, but she's the best part of that. All right, I think that faction is done after Mania. Agreed, agreed. 
So that's still an option. Um, that was pretty much it for her. Like for the mm. most part, she did have some other things. I did like how she took a shot at a uh, priest and uh, yeah. not a shot shot. It's, it was playful because she said she was going to go. She said she was going to go celebrate her Royal Rumble win. But since Priest and uh, uh, Finn are fucking old or old men, they might not want to party. So maybe she'd be on her own. Yeah, I just thought it was funny that she basically said that those two because they're, they're both in. Uh, I think Damian Priest is close to forty. He's in his late thirties, and we know uh, Finn Balor's forty one. Yeah, so like it's. True. True. I mean, it, it makes was, sense. It, but it was kind I mean, of it was it was, fun. it was funny it was how fun. she it was playful. Mm. It wasn't you know, and that's why I said I thought it was cool to be real. Next out was Bray Wyatt, which I was shocked that Bray Wyatt was there, and also mm. not in character. Yeah, and I I'm gonna say I loved his explanation. Somebody I can't remember who asked him about people criticizing the the match. Right, and, right, right. And he said, mm. I well, I put the match together. Uh, I try to be creative. That's what I do. I just try to be creative, right. as creative as I can, and. You know, I can only do whatever. I can put it out there. And I thought that it was it went the way it should have. If you were entertained by it, that's great. If not, you know, I'm sorry, maybe the next time. And I just thought it was really cool that like he just kind of was like, no, I'm just trying to create things. That's what he continued to say uh, throughout many questions was I'm just, this is a creative thing to me. This is not like, you know, just wrestling or being a persona. I'm trying to be as creative as possible. And sometimes you hit a home run, sometimes you don't. And I thought the other really cool thing he mentioned was when they uh, scored somebody asked about The Undertaker. And he was like, well, I, the, the, the mm. person that asked the question was like, I'm sure mm. you're not going to tell me what he said. He's like, you're right. I'm going to keep that for one for yep. me. But it was kind of cool that he basically said, you know, he worked with me, you know, behind the scenes. And he's always been there to support me. And even when I was gone, he he was there to support me. And uh, so when what he said to me meant a lot because... And may you know sometimes you just need the approval of the people that support you the most. Right, right. And mm. it was very, it was very it nice. It made sense. It was very nice. And I, I'm, he should never tell anybody. Just like Taker won't tell anybody. It's right. fine. That was mm. their moment. Yeah. And and he did say the one thing that I thought was cool. He's like sometimes you get to see moment. Say you know what you know he's always been supportive of me in the back. The nice part about that that was public and in front of everybody. And he was like that was that was beautiful. So I thought that was really cool and telling. I, I thought Brave did a great job. It was weird not seeing him in character though, because just like Taker. He, kind he of is never larger. breaks. He's kind of larger than life in that aspect. So that was kind of neat. That brings out Cody Rhodes. And of course, come on, Cody in a room full of people. Yeah. First of all, taking the uh, sip of pitch black. I love it. He was like, it was incredible. Now, mind you, I haven't had sugar in about three months, but that was incredible. And then he's about taking stuff to his bus driver. I thought it was great. Yeah, but it was perfect. He got mm. all the questions. I mean, you know, betting on himself. How did it feel? You know, was this, you know, vindicating of getting injured? He got emotional, of course, because Cody gets emotional. Right, right, right. But, and I love mm. it. He made fun of it. Like, I know some of you guys don't <laughs> like me. emotional Cody, but and here right. we go. But it is who it is. He's like, I'm not playing a character. I'm me. Yeah. This is mm. my character is me. So that's what you get. And I thought it was really cool him talking about his father and talking about the importance of winning the Rumble and even making fun of like, you know, when you're not in WWE or you're not winning, you make fun of people pointing at the sign. It's a meme. He was like, man, I'll tell you what, when you win and you point at that sign, it's a whole different thing. It means a whole lot more. He's like, I punched a ticket that not many people have punched in overtime to go to to, to, to hopefully headline WrestleMania. Yeah. It's not mm. hopefully, kid, you're going to headline WrestleMania. But mm. uh, I love how he went on to talk about Triple H. Yeah, because yeah, they, they had asked him if things had changed from him coming to the company and Vince and the power switched to, uh, to Triple H. And he said, you know, um, you know, it was fine. You know, I knew what I was doing with Vince. Come back, you know, a little unsure. But, you know, Triple H has been great. And, you know, he didn't have to be good to me. You know, I'm the guy who sledgehammered the throne. I'm the guy yeah. who took a lot mm -hmm. of shots. Mm -hmm. He's like, and at the end of the day, <laughs> he's 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 the guy, you know, he's like, yeah. but 
at the same time, there's nobody I emulate more in the business than Triple right, H. Right. He's like, look at my character, look at how I do things. You can see that I'm influenced mostly you can see by Triple and 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 so it means a lot that he's in my corner and he's got my back and and that everything is is he's cool and everything's good and I thought that was cool and there's another time he got emotional you know of course mentioning that he wanted to spark his own legacy and am I good enough to be my own man and I thought that that's something that's obviously real to him because he's brought it up not just in WWE but in AEW I did think it was funny when he was talking about uh, if you guys are sick and tired you know you guys are going to be sick and tired of that Peck merch pretty soon you guys don't understand <laughs> yeah. what's coming he was like I'm telling you you guys saw my AEW figures I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. I thought it was funny that, that he's well, he, he was making he was making fun. He's such a pro when it comes to these media scrums. Like that's one thing we don't realize with him is he's such a pro handling the media and really setting an example for what others should be doing these type of events. I love how he also wanted one more question even when it was time up. Yeah. And then Sean mm. Ross Sapp, and he was like, wait a minute, we can't end with Sean Ross Sapp. Yeah. Like he was like, well, I guess we keep this going all night. It was kind of fun. It was funny. And then now comes Triple H. And I love how Triple H instantly before going any further, address the, the Cody Rhodes stuff, which I thought was cool. And I love how he just basically was like, you know, hey, I'm very proud of what he's accomplished. And he was like, the one thing that he's right about is it's hard. Because when I look into his eyes, I see Dusty. However, you look past that as well, and I see somebody who stands on their own as well. I see all the best parts about Dusty, and then I see a man that's on his own as well. So he's much, much more than that. And I was like, that was critical. That, that had to have been good for Cody in the back. Oh, to absolutely. Hear him put him over absolutely. And uh, then Ooh, Triple H goes into me. the business portion, over $7 million gate, which yeah. we already knew. Highest pay-per-view, you can't say Everything. But not There's no buy rate, but highest viewership uh, to date, uh, obviously. Then he mentioned Mania. He said, and I quote, this is the biggest WrestleMania in the history of the company. Both nights are sold out. That means 80,000 plus yep. both nights, 160,000 plus for the two-day total. <coughs> Uh, with the largest gate by far. Yeah, huge I think he said, he said he said like huge 10 number. times or something like that. It was fucking ridiculous the amount. Yeah. Mm. He said that, uh, so this is all important because this Rumble was important because we're going to, he goes, what I learned from this Rumble is that we need to bring more merch because we sold out of a lot of stuff. <laughs> so I think that was kind of funny because he kind of made, he kind of made the joke. Um, he fielded some pretty good questions out there. You know, uh, I, I, he didn't shy away from anything. They did ask a little bit about Vince. They didn't get too much on it. I don't think he wants to get too much on it. But he basically said, why would you change? Basically, paraphrasing what he said, why would you change the quarterback when we're successful? Exactly. And I love how he took one more question. He's like, I can't let Cody outstage me. Yeah. One more. But that question was great because that was the question where I saw the fire and the passion that is the reason why, as long as he's in charge, WWE is in good, good control. As far as creative, because what did he say? Then they asked him well, how he was feeling. He said, we do spectacle better than anybody. He said, I will put my crew, because he put over, by the way, he put over all he the put crew. put over early, everybody. Earlier, he put over all the crew, the people yeah. in the background, <clears throat> talking about how they look, you know, from your seats, you see these guys that look running around like ants. Yep. <clears throat> they're the guys that put the show together and duct tape this shit together, and they're the ones that are the heroes, and they do all the hard work, and they make it look easy. That's how good they are. But at the end, when he said, we do spectacle better than anybody, is when I say anybody, I'm not talking about our competitors. I'm talking about any live event on the planet. There's nobody that does it better than us. He said, I will, I, I'm so confident I will put my guys, my talent, my crew, my production, everybody up against anybody else's. And not just in wrestling. He was very clear. No, he any, said live, any production. Any live production, any sporting event, mm. doesn't matter. He'll put those people up against him. And he's like, and we'll blow them out of the water. It's high praise. 
And he said, because that's how much faith I have in my people. And we do spectacle. Look at the spectacle you saw tonight. Mm-hmm. Look at the reaction for 51,000 people tonight. You're going to get that at WrestleMania bigger. We're, we're going for it. And this is what we're doing. And there's nobody that can do what we do like we do. And I was like, that is the quarterback you need. That's the guy in charge. Or I should say quarterback, mm-hmm. the coach. Because the quarterback's the champ. Right, right. But this is the type of message you need to send to your locker room and your production <laughs> team. We want to win. We want to be better than everybody. doesn't matter wrestling or whatever kind of pop culture event. We want to set that bar. We want to set the example and you outwork us. I loved what he had to say. I agreed. And I need to go back for one second because I almost mm. forgot a big part for Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes' last question from Sean Ross Sapp was about Roman Reigns. And he said, if you notice, I've never said his name. Not once. Right. He said, mm. I, motioned, I motioned to the waist. So he knew I was coming. But I've never said his name. And I'll tell you why. There's nobody in the business. You know, we all like to think we're the best. We all like to think we're the best. But let's be honest. Unless your name is Roman Reigns, you are not the best in this business. He is the best at everything that has to do with this business. He's like, I'd like to think I'm number two. But nobody's better than Roman. Not in the ring, not on the mic, nothing. The best. I was like, whoa, that was high praise. It's high praise. but And it wasn't even storyline. That was just high praise. But that's the thing about Cody, though. I mean, I think he knows what Roman's impact has been done. And, I mean, since he's been gone in AEW, like, he's watching the program. He understands the the real needle mover. He understands the impact Roman has made with this title reign and why this is such a big moment for him to be in this match. And if he wins, what that does for his legacy. Absolutely. I, I mean, I just thought it was telling. I was like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. No arguments. But, you know, but we expect this from him because he's all class. Oh, he is. But yeah. on top of and he's not like he's burying anybody. It's just being honest. Yeah. And we've said mm. it before a million and a half times. I mean, I picked somebody different because I was like, we all know Rome is number one. But let's pick somebody better because I'm. it's my opinion, right? Right, right. But let's be honest. Roman Reigns, there's no way you can be like, oh, he's not the number one guy. Like, what, what, do you, what do you think, he, you know, box office, <laughs> fucking yeah. merchandise, in the ring? I mean, dude does it all. And you don't have to like him, and you don't, you know, you might be like, well, he can't wrestle as good as Okada. You're right. But he doesn't have he to. Doesn't, he doesn't need to. But he does it, he does it his own way, though. Mm. And shit, mm. you know how good he is? If you want to bring up Okada, it was Okada that said he would love to wrestle Roman Reigns because he thinks Roman Reigns is the best in the world. And remember, Kenny Omega said the same Kenny thing. Kenny Omega, because somebody had said, oh, you know, you're better than Roman. No, I'm not. Kenny Omega instantly said, no, I'm not. Roman's the best in this business. And and, and then somebody mm. else had chimed in at one and, and said that, uh, you know, he couldn't last in the ring with you. He goes, that's where you're wrong. Yeah. I think we'll have a tremendous match. You can put me and Roman in the ring and we'll have a five-star match, guaranteed. He's, he's, he's not at the top of this business because he can't go. He's, he can go. You guys just don't think he can. And it was just very telling that guys like Okada and Omega talk about Roman Reigns in a positive light. Same way guys like Omega and Okada talked about John Cena. Or, there's, yep. you know, it's, it's fans that like to create myth or you know maybe they're not fans, maybe they are fans that like to create myths about guys. You can have your favorite guy. There's a lot of guys that are great. Those two gentlemen are great. But when you put the full package together, ain't nobody doing what Roman's doing. Nobody. Nobody's putting fucking 160,000 over two days. And you know what? It's, it goes back, if you guys don't believe that, your headliner, your guy, is the guy that's filling the building. Yep. You know mm. what I mean? That's an old tradition. You go on last, guess what? Thanks for the house. 
And guess who goes on last? Mm. When WrestleMania closes, that's why I said Cody will headline night two. Oh, yeah, he's doing night two. When WrestleMania closes, it don't close without Roman Reigns. It ain't night one, baby. And nothing mm. against night one. Because last year we had Austin and uh, Owens on night one. It's still a main event because it was a main event of the first night. Right. But when it's all said and done, when you look at the event as a whole, the person who will close the event and has closed the event for the better part of a decade is Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. And whether you like him or not, it's irrelevant. He's the needle mover. He's the guy who have, who everything is, and that's what Cody's saying, and that's what I'm saying. He's not my favorite wrestler. I appreciate what he does. I think he's on a whole other level. I respect it. I know that he's number one. But he's not. We all know he's not my favorite. Right, right, right. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a big Naito guy. I'm a big Okada guy. I'm big. Will, right now, I'm big Will Osprey guy. You know, big Omega guy. Like it changes because it depends on who's fucking doing the best matches. Who's giving me what I need to ingest? Mm, yep. It depends on what we're talking about. Are we talking about American indie wrestling? Are we talking about Japanese wrestling? Are we talking about you know televised American wrestling? I got different guys for everything, and it could it could just be who's fucking you know entertaining me at the moment. You know, I have my favorites of all time, but that's how you should be rolling with it. But that doesn't mean you disrespect the guy who, when you measure it on any measurable amount, is the top of the tier. He's the king. He is the head of the table. And that's not, you know, it's a gimmick that he uses, but it's true. There's nobody moving that needle. Who who else has uh, held the NFL audience? <laughs> exactly. He held the NFL mm. audience for a half hour. Nobody. It's Roman. That's it. Top guy. Mm. You know, and, and that's not shitting on anybody else. No, and no, and, 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 I think, and just like Cody said, got it. If you don't respect the fact of that, where do we can go from there? You don't have to like it, but you gotta you gotta give it the props. Bottom line. Nice tie to Royal Rumble. The road to WrestleMania looks fucking bright. Cannot wait to this road. This is a this is a year. You know, I love WrestleMania season. I love the Royal Rumble. Yeah, but this one's special. This I think one's this one's special. gonna. Honestly, I don't mm. see how this doesn't go down as being a home run. This is gonna be an all time year. If you've been dipping out, if you haven't been watching WWE for whatever reason, if you don't like it, and you don't want to come back. That's fine. If you're if you hate it and you're watching it, I don't get it because I see a lot of those comments and I don't get it. Yeah, Why waste ten hours of your life on their TV product every week if you don't man, like it? Those fans don't get it. Period. They're not really fans of the product. I don't understand what's going on. Uh, mm. But if you've been on the fence, I think this is the time to jump back in. You can get right back out if you want to. But they're tell they're making movies over here, folks. Let's give some due though for what's coming up this upcoming Saturday, uh, February the fourth, from Charlotte, North Carolina, from the Spectrum Center, NXT, NXT on the road, PLE NXT Vengeance Day is going down then this upcoming week on February fourth from Charlotte, North Kakalaki. Uh, let me make sure of something real quick. Because uh, I think I missed... Oh, it's still Saturday. All right. I just want to make sure it was Saturday. We've been talking a while. Right, right, right. And right, I, kinda, right. I didn't want to get the date wrong for y'all. But it goes down. Uh, I do <laughs> oh, believe it will me. be starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Of course, a pre-show usually starts about 7, 7.30. Mm-hmm. Depending upon when they want to start it. So here we go. Want to do the rundown? Yeah, let's do it. First up, we got the NXT Women's Tag Titles on the line. Your champions, Katana, Chance, and Caden Carter defending against... Phelan Henley and Kiana James with big Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen in that corner. Yeah, an interesting storyline in NXT. Absolutely. What do mm. you got here? Uh, I'm going to say uh, the Brooks team there. 
I'm going and new. Yeah. I'm going and new. Phelan uh, Henley and Kiana James, I think, are walking out with them belts. Yep. It's about damn mm. time. Next up, we got a two out of three falls match, and this might be your match of the weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Apollo Crews taking on Carmelo Hayes. He's got Oh, my God. Man, Carmelo Hayes for the win, baby. Yes, it has to be. The Rockets should be strapped yeah. to this kid, and uh, I, I think we'll be seeing him on the main roster post-WrestleMania. But this is going to be match of the weekend. I mean, he might also lose this match because I think this might be one of his last NXT events. You never know. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they'll go out on top. We Next up, we got a fatal four-way for the NXT Tag Team Champions. Your champions, the New Day. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods are defending against Gallus, Mark Coffey, and uh, Wolfgang. Pretty deadly, the former champions, Elton Prince and Kit Wilson. And uh, whoever wins the triple threat on this week's upcoming NXT programming. I still like Instill. Mm. I still like Instill as well. And still is there. And I think uh, into WrestleMania, it's a smart bet. Next up, the NXT North American Championship will be on the line. Your champion, Wes Lee, defending against Dijak. Ooh, ooh this is going to be a fun one. <clears throat> I'm going and new. I like and new, and, too. And I like Wes Lee. Mm. I'm going and new. But uh, great on him that he got a title. And I think this is going to be a tremendous match. Next up, we have a triple threat match for the NXT Women's Championship. Your champion, Roxanne Perez, defending against Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. We saw Toxic Attraction kind of fall apart. Are they going to be able to get the job done? One of them going to walk out or and still? I'm saying and still. Mm, and still. And still, Roxanne Perez. I think we're both in agreement there. Mm. And last but not least, in a steel cage match for the NXT Championship, your champion, Braun Breaker goes one on one with Grayson uh, Waller and New, calling it. Whoa, rocking the boat and yep. New over mm. here. Ah, you think it's getting close for the the Braun to get yep, called up? The call up is coming. I'm going to say mm. this. I'm going and still. Only reason why is I don't think he'll drop that belt until the Friday before Mania when NXT's next premium live event is. And I think they need the star power of Braun Breaker in that main event because it'll be going up against Ring of Honor. Well, the only reason I say they'll drop it is they'll be challenging. Okay, okay. But I, I, I'm just saying, I'm going to say and still you say and new. Yep. We'll find out this upcoming Saturday when NXT Vengeance Day goes down from Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm interested to see how a live crowd is working for, or like a non-Florida crowd, I should say, is going to work for them. Mm. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. It got a little long-winded. Like we said, the second half was going to be bonkers into the wall. We could have cut it in, but then we just have another break in there for no reason. So... I'm going to keep it short and sweet. If you want to find me in the 3FM podcast, 3FMpodcast.com. Uh, I'm willing to speak for Ken M here if you want, because his voice is almost gone. If you want to find him in the ODPH, ODPHpodcast.com. All the links and everything are on both of them. You can also get connected to the other ones. Make sure you're hitting us up. Uh, we do appreciate everything you guys do. Uh, it's been a long one. Next week, we'll be back. We'll be reviewing NXT. We'll be reviewing the Indie Roundup World. There's so much more to talk about. We got a lot of big stuff coming up. Revolutions right around the door for AEW. Not only do we have that, we also have you know KG Mudo's last match coming up. And of course, that huge card coming up in the later this month in uh, San Jose for New Japan Pro Wrestling. So keep you tuned in because we're going to be filling you in on all those, plus giving you reviews and get that Indie Roundup and more. Until next week, for myself, for Ken M, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And most importantly, and I'm not going to be this loud this week, later, wrestling fans.
Top ropes, one, two. 